0: here on talk it up today's guest Robbie how you doing my brother doing all right man how about yourself doing good man let's waste no time i want to get right into um this event you have coming up let's talk about that first okay um you have may 7th may 7th yes, you sir. are opening up for baby bash and brown boy right yes correct, uh, correct. and that's going to be at the amador live it's And that's a, where broken spoke
1: is right correct yes broken, broken spoke 575 amador patio bar and grill that's it's four bars in one area so
0: nice is it, um, and who else is, who else is, per- so you're, are you performing right before those guys? Yes. And I'll, who else is performing?
1: It'll also be a uh, DJ sauna. Uh, he's an artist that I've been working with a lot lately. Yep. Super talented. If you guys ever get the chance to check out DJ sauna, 336 uh, online, super dope, super, super dope, like extremely talented, extremely driven, motivated, dropping music videos. All he's the
0: time. on one of your songs, right? Yes. Yeah. Correct. So, correct. And, and I'll post links to all that stuff too. Okay, cool. Um, Does he, so who else? Before we leave anyone out. It'll actually
1: just uh, be myself, DJ sauna and Philip Israel. Philip Israel is actually, uh, someone who uh, works with DJ sauna okay. is under DJ sauna. And, uh, a, a dude is that, that man, uh, very, very unique style. Very, uh, he reminds his music reminds me a lot. Like his voice reminds me of a lot like Shaft. You know how like Shaft has that real deep voice. Yeah. yeah. Real, but he can he can sing with really deep. It's it's amazing. Oh, he dude. sings and raps. Yeah, he sings and raps. Nice. Dude. He, it's, it's a it's a
0: it's a cool little mixture of what he does. Very. How do unique. you how do you even get involved with those guys, man? I think it's pretty cool that you're you're uh, I and I've known you for a long time, right? Yeah. I was actually thinking before you got here. I'm like, how did I originally meet you? Because I know you through, we did fighting at one point, yeah, yeah. like through music, through friends. And I'm like, I don't, I, I had no idea. I was trying to figure out how I initially met you. And the oldest memory I could think of was training with you at yeah. Martinez, Inc. Yeah, it what, was. Do you think that was how we first met It was. Other? It was actually a little bit before that.
1: Uh, we used to party a lot um, with. Used uh, to. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Literally <laughs> used to. I don't know why <laughs> yeah. I said that. But yeah, no, there was that. Um, you know, with uh, with like, you know, with, with uh Lloyd, Hector yeah. and all them. Yep, uh, we used that to group. park outside of Sonic,
0: Tell Shore. Sonic and El Paseo. That was a thing to do, man. Yeah, back Especially in the day. Especially if you had either a car, a cool car, or a friend with a cool car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Go find out where all the parties are. Yes, sir. Um, no, so that, anyways, what I was asking you was, um, how do you even, how do you meet these guys? How'd you get involved with these guys? Well,
1: I'm, I'm kind of somebody who, uh, you know, I, I give not necessarily everyone a chance, but if, I, if somebody sends me the link to their music, yeah. I'll actually listen to it you know, I don't, uh, I'm not someone who will kind of pass it up or like, oh, I'm not going to listen to this. Like, I don't know who this person is. Like I genuinely will take the time to listen to whatever it is that they sent to me only because, you know, like you never know when like there will actually be a song that's, that people may like, you know, and I'm not, and I'm not a hater of any sort. I'm not jealous of anybody. Like if I could put somebody's name out there, I'll put their name out there. And DJ sauna, um, I would say about five, six years ago, man, he was putting out music and to me, like, I was just kind of like, wow, like this guy is super industry music, but he kind of sticks to his own style. You know, he, uh you know how everybody, how Fetty Wap was huge at one point. He had yep. his own unique style. uh, Rich Homie Quan, all them, like, you know, but DJ Sauna was actually doing this sound prior to these guys. So it was kind of unique, like, you know, like it was somebody that like, I, I feel like his, his sound got overshadowed by these real big artists. And yep. he was just somebody that I just feel like, hey, where's, where's he from? He's actually from North Carolina, but he lives here. Okay. He lives here in Las Cruces. Um, but like I said, dude, he, he's just super talented and super driven. Um, he's one of those people that will put the money into whatever he needs to get done. Uh, he does the highest quality of everything. Uh, it, it, it's actually amazing. He's always looking for ways to to upgrade. He's always looking for ways to make himself sound better, make his music better and everything. And to me, uh, if, you're, if you're willing to do that, like, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah. hey, like, th- that's something that I do. If, uh, you know, like that's something that I've always real big, big, been real big on is, uh, always improving yourself. And yep. this guy just constantly, constantly, constantly finding ways to make himself better. So he sends you something
0: randomly and you hear it? Like how did, what did he send you or how did that
1: work? Well, so obviously, uh, aside from doing music, I'm a DJ. Yep. Well, so what a lot of people will do is they'll send me their music They're like, Hey, can you throw this in Got one it. night? Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? Sure. Mm-hmm. And DJ sauna, um, he had a song originally, the very first song that I ever played of his, is called "Buss it. And like I said, this song was, it was six years ago. But if you hear it, like, it's like, wow, like you wouldn't imagine that. So this, he was ahead of his time. He You're was saying super, that he was doing stuff
0: six years ago that a lot of these guys are doing now. Yes. Best way I could put it. Yeah.
1: Way ahead of his time. And it's just a talent that was unrecognized at the time.
0: Nice. So he sent it and said, hey, will you play this? Like, wh- is that how he said? Yeah.
1: It? So, yeah. so he he was, he sent me music. and was like, hey, like, you know, can you, can you play this one in one of your sets? Heard the song, oh yeah, definitely, I could throw that in there. You know? Um, and uh one day I had been listening to his newer music. And upon listening to his newer music, I was like, Man, like I really want to get on a song with this guy. Yeah. I really want to do music with this guy. Like, you know, like this guy has the same drive that that I've always had. Um and he's willing to work. So um one day I I sent him a beat. And he was like, yeah, I could do something with this, came back in like three days. And I was like, oh, my gosh, dude! was like, it was amazing. Oh, Jesus. It was it was absolutely like amazing what he did with it. And what I like is, you know, when I approach somebody uh, with a, a song or with the track that I want them on of mine, I re- really want them to outshine me. You know, like, of course, like, yeah, you know, like I'm doing my best in my part. Yeah. But I want them to outshine me. And he clearly does like and his voice is just so unique. Um, you know, he's also a lyricist too, so he can actually like like sing, but
0: also like make it like bars. That's kind of the wave now, right? Yeah. If you can sing and rap, I mean, there are like obviously like Eminem. He's not a singer, Mm -hmm. so I mean, he's old school too, right? So there are some artists that could only rap, but this new wave man, if you can sing and rap, you're golden. Like the Drakes, the Childish Gambino does it. Russ like oh, you know yeah. I mean? a lot of these guys you shout got, out russ yes yeah, the dude's dope man Way, amazing. way. Uh, i had no idea. someone turned me on to that guy and i was like wow this guy this guy kills amazing he's not even like a mainstream dude right he's not on a major label no but that's what i'm talking about That guy's so marketable and with the internet with soundcloud with youtube with all this stuff you don't need to go anywhere you can do this from your house yeah but if you can sing and rap you can kind of make it so that's cool that like, this guy does both man and you do a little bit of both too right yeah yeah and that's super cool man and I, so I, and I've done music in the past, man, but it's not like with me, it's always been fun. Um, mm-hmm. And I love it. Right. It's just not, it's not, it's never been, what's the best way to say this? It's been an outlet, like yeah. almost like uh growing up, like nobody, I was the quiet kid, which I know is probably surprising. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's actually extremely surprising. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no, I was super quiet and I didn't want to talk that much. And doing music was a way I'm like, Oh, um, or when I would talk a lot, I would get interrupted. Mm-hmm. Whether it was by adults, right? When I was a younger kid, I'm like, I just felt unheard. Yeah. And when I would do music, I'm like, this is my one moment to say and do whatever I want. And people have to listen. Exactly. Or they turn it off, which I'm cool with, but you can't interrupt the song. And so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to, this is a good way to get a full story out. Mm-hmm. So it was fun. And I remember feeling, the feeling at the beginning of the song and the feeling when the song was, was done, wasn't the same for me. And so that's how I knew that I wasn't maybe on the level as, as people that took it more seriously than me or, or any, and I liked it, right? I don't want to ever say that I didn't take it seriously. Yeah. But I remember the process was fun. The yeah. writing was fun. The recording was fun. And then when it was done, I'm like, ah, just, something's missing. And so I got more in the conversationalist stuff, which is what led me to doing this. Yeah. I still love music. I'll probably put more of it out. But it'll always be that. It will be like a, a way for me to say something without getting interrupted, man. Yeah. What do you What do you think made you first get into music, man? Well, what made me first get into music is kind of
1: like a similar similar thing. Um, you know, I I was never really the quiet one, to be honest. Well, I mean, never quiet. Well, I mean, when I was younger, I was I was quiet, but as yeah. I got older, you know, I learned that that music kind of helped me open up myself. Mm-hmm. You know, um,
0: and I would say,
1: you know, what was the question again?
0: You were talking about wh- why you like music and why you first got into it. Oh, you said why, when you were younger, you yeah. weren't that quiet. Yeah, when
1: I was younger, I wasn't uh, I wasn't you know the the most talkative person. Yeah, grew up. And then like, I just realized that music was not only an outlet because, you know, everybody says music is an outlet, like, you know, because it, it is, are, it's kind of a given, it, right? It is. If it's, it's not, it's, then it, you're, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, <laughs> something, it's wrong. absolutely an outlet. Yeah. Um, But it's just something also as well, you know, um, that the creative side of it, like it's, it's, it's like a challenge on everything, you know, like you're trying to make your song sound a certain way you're trying to make, you know, especially like when you're doing production, you're like, you know, it's like you want this beat to sound this way. Mm-hmm. And then you want your vocals to sound this way. And everything and like, to me, it's like, it's like a super challenge. You know what I mean? And I, f- I feel like that, like, that's like the most entertaining part of it is the challenge of
0: making music. You see, you do something interesting because not every artist also does their own production, right? Correct. Do you do beats as well? I do. Yes. So see that you're doing the whole thing. And as someone who tried to do the whole thing, I understand how difficult that is. And people don't give enough credit to the producer and people that aren't in the music industry don't really know what a producer is, right? Okay. They think they're, they're like Dre and Eminem. That's yeah. You, I mean, there's an engineer, right? That's the person who clicks the buttons. Yep. The producer is someone that puts some sort of creative input on it. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you go to a studio and they just record you, that that's the engineer. They're not your, you're your own producer, yeah. right? And and tell me if I'm wrong. This is how I've always interpreted it. Um, but you're doing all those. You're beat making. You're engineer. You're producing. You're the artist. You're mixing. You're mastering, which is also its own thing, right? Correct. Yes. And so you're doing all of that. And yeah. so that's super interesting. So. Maybe tell me a little bit about that. What, what, uh, do you ever get lost in the process? Do you have to car- compartmentalize like, Hey, right now I'm just the artist. All right. Now I go into producer mode or do you kind of do it all at once? That's where
1: I run into issues is <laughs> I want to do everything at once. Yeah. So, you know, so like <laughs> I'm a, so on the, on the songs that I do, uh, produce, cause you know, obviously I do reach out to other producers mm-hmm. at times. Um, but on the songs that I do produce, like, you know, I'm making the production or the instrumental. And then I go to like, well, how would I write to this? And then I'll write something. Then I'll go, uh, so beat something's missing. Like, yeah, I always start with the beat first and then go to go to the writing. But it's one of those things where I just kind of like go back and forth from time to time. And then there are times where you just get like writer's block and producer's block and you can't, you know, like you just kind of like stuck. Like, OK, this sounds good. This sounds good, but I can't make them go together. So what do you do when that happens? Um, honestly,
0: sometimes I'll take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good you have to change something, right? Yeah. I get what you're saying. Cause I've I've been through a similar place where it's like, all right, this just isn't working. And you're right. When you get writer's block is when you're just like, you can't you can't really make a good choice when you have writer's block. Yeah. Cause maybe you're making the most creative best decision ever, but you've been doing that for the last two hours. Yeah. So you question every little change you're thinking of doing the point where it's like you're never really going to like it exactly. so it is good to kind of pull away for a bit go back or change something right mm-hmm. or get a another pair of eyes or someone hey what do you think of this get some input spit yeah it to them or if you're producing let them listen to it. that helps right and right and, and do the with the writer's block um that's one of the things that that
1: i appreciate about uh, dj sauna and uh philip israel honestly when it came to our song do it again we had a our first song was move for the night that one done instantly mm-hmm. do it again I had had a verse written out and I rewrote it, reset it, reworded it, took out words, put in words, mm-hmm. you know, and just changed how I would deliver it and then changed how I delivered it again. And then so DJ sauna was like bugging me for like three weeks. Hey, man,
0: are, gonna get this? <laughs> are we, are we going to do this like or what's happening? Here? What's going
1: on here? You know, like. Kirko
0: sent over his hook. You know, I have my verse done. Are you are you are you done? So you know? so what was the order cuz Kurt Bangs is also on the song. Yeah. So did you guys send it to him first? Did he write the hook and you guys wrote the verses? Yeah, or-
1: so what ended up happening is I like I said I'll reach out to other producers mm-hmm. um at times. Um my boy Chef Premier, uh he does a lot of production. He had helped out with the with the beat. Um and then we uh one day <laughs> I've I've I have a history uh, with Kirko. Like I've known him for a few years, you know. Um, and one day I just reached out to him on Instagram, and I was like, "Hey, man, I was like, can we get a track with you?" Yeah. You know, and he's like, "Well, are you ready?" Like, you know, because when you <laughs> when you hit when you hit up somebody, yeah, you know, like their their thing is like, you know, like I've yeah, had a million people hit him up. Let's yeah. get on a track. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so what ends up happening is, you know, is instantly his question basically is, "Are you ready?" Is do you have the money? You know, because oh. obviously they want they want to they they want to make sure that you're serious about it.
0: I was misinterpreting that so that. OK, I get what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So he, like his thing was like, are you ready? Like, you know, so I was like, yeah, like, you know, we'll send send you over half. And, you know, we sent him over the we sent him over the beat. And I would say. I don't know, dude, it was like. 11 a.m. when I sent him over the beat, so noon Houston time. He had had, yeah he had the hook done by eleven twenty five.
0: I'm gonna turn you up a little bit. Okay. Or if you want to put it a little bit closer. Yep. And then,
1: anyways, what were you saying? Yeah, so at around uh, I sent to him at eleven o'clock, um, and he had sent back the hook, like twenty five stems and everything like in twenty five minutes.
0: Really? Yeah, he
1: had had that track entirely done like the hook entirely <laughs> done and then I sent I was like hey do you know what um can you get that bridge too because i had asked him for a bridge mm-hmm. and he was like uh yeah and so I sent over the track again and then I would say about 10 minutes later he sent me over the bridge like he like we had had this sent it to him at 11 o'clock and by like 11 35 was entirely done so he was on it he was on it yeah yeah it was like he had been sitting in his studio going like all right like what next? what next, what I next, I feel
0: like those guys like that just kind of are ready to work though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's, he's just kind of on, he's just send me the stuff when you do it. It's a business, right? Yeah. He is a business. So exactly. you kind of have to, you kind of have to be ready for when things like that pop up and then vice versa. When you said that, he said, are you ready? I thought I interpreted that as like a bunch of people hit him up, but then thinking that he'll probably say no. And then yeah. if he says yes, they're like, Oh, well, let me figure it out and I'll get back to you. And you know what? And he that's wasted. I that, thought it was,
1: that is another part of it too. Okay. Like, I will say that like, that is not an incorrect like thought because th- it really does happen. You yep. know, like people will contact him or contact any artist in general and say, Hey, you know uh, how much for a verse? And, you know, and then they'll give you back a price. And it's like, okay, are you, well, you know, uh, send me over the instrumental. Okay. What do you like? Uh, like, exactly. <laughs> like you
0: don't have a plan for this yet.
1: Yeah. And so, and that's, and that's what, what they run into a lot. Cause I know that um, any artist that I've ever, approached um with any type of music or any type of anything really yeah like they'll ask me send over the instrumental so i could hear it because obviously if it's going to be something easy and it's something that maybe they already have a hook written you know and it's something that they that they already have like and they just never recorded it and then like you know they hear it and they're like oh well, we could do this
0: you know thousand yeah. dollars five hundred bucks i know you dudes know? that that keep hooks on deck but it, it's kind of weird because like you said it's usually it, it's always been beat first and then write to it yeah but I do know some people that just have verses and hooks just mm-hmm. waiting for a moment to use them yeah like so when you play something like oh I have a I have a verse I've hang out I have a few friends are like that where I bring them over to the studio I'll play something and I'm like I know I got one for that yeah and so it's like it's kind of we I've never done that but I always uh I always find it super impressive when someone just kind of has that on deck
1: oh yeah dude and and it happens more often than you think yeah uh and that's only because you know like like we were talking about earlier prior to Prior to this, you know, that sometimes you just sit there and you just write something. Yeah. And you're and like, you know, you're just looking at something in the room. Something comes to mind. You write it down, you put it in your phone, and then that happens enough times in a month or whatever in a week. And then all of a sudden you have a full verse to absolutely nothing.
0: Yeah. How um, you're absolutely right, man. And have you seen there's a, a documentary on Netflix, It's an old one, it may not even be on Netflix anymore, but it's a it's actually like a Marshall Mathers documentary. You know, um, I think I have seen it. It's low budget. It doesn't seem like a mean like whoever produced they, they That's a huge artist. They should have got that one right. Yeah. But it was super interesting. He used to work at this restaurant mm-hmm. um, and he was a cook and he, they, he wanted to be like a server and they wouldn't let him serve because he kept like wrapping people's orders. Yeah, And like, here's your straw berries with your milk. Like he was just going off <laughs> and they're like, Marshall, you can't do that. So they sent him to the back and he says that he would get all the napkins and just write like mm-hmm. all over them, like his stuff. So it's cool to hear like people's process, like how. Cause some people, when you come up with it, you gotta throw it down, or yeah, it's gone. Exactly, right. And exactly. some people, I know a guy that writes. He doesn't write at all. Kind of like Wayne used to do. I'm yeah. assuming he still does. He doesn't write at all. He just like. And I did music with you know TP. Yeah. Total Profit. I've done a song, but done a bunch of songs with him. But we, I've been in the studio and I just watch him. And he's like, man, I don't use paper. When I first met him, I'm like, yeah, all right. Like that's why this. He's gonna grab some papers. He never did. Yeah. He stood there and I watched him just doing this. And I remember thinking, like, what is he like? When is he gonna start writing? Like I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm like, we're all taking this pretty serious. This dude's just walking around like with a Patron or a Hennessy bottle, whatever it was. Just waiting just, for somebody to press the record kind of, button. Yeah, just kind of talking to himself. And I'm like, and then it comes time to like, hey, let's see what you guys got. Help each other out kind of thing. And one guy does his. I do mine. And he just went off on a whole verse. And I'm like, oh, he was writing. Yeah. yeah. And then he, you'll, you'll even hear him. I knew he didn't have it on deck because he was stuck in what he was writing. And then we'd be like, what if you do this? And he's like, I like that. And he would just go back to it. And then later on, we do the song. He would have that part in there. Yeah. And so I've always... He did it every single time. I never saw that guy use paper. That's wild. And I thought, it's almost like the server that doesn't take your order. Yeah. I'm like, see, sometimes people do that and they fuck up, though. And I'm like, oh, I'd rather you write it down.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd rather you take my order, you know, like, because you forget the mashed potatoes. My girl's going to be mad. I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't want to take that. I don't think (laughs) it's
0: that impressive when servers do it. When musicians do it, that's pretty cool. But when a server does it, either you mess up and I'm like, see, you should have wrote it down, or you get it right and I forget. Like, I'm eating. I don't think, like, oh, how cool is that? I've never tipped extra because they remember my order. Exactly. Exactly. But well, that's just them. We're just <laughs> me observing them. Um, I thought, shoot, do you want to play some of the video? Yeah, we okay, can, sure. So I'm going to pull it up. But while I'm pulling it up, I have a question for you because you mentioned that Kurt Cobangs is in Houston. Yeah. And he's in the music video. Yeah. So how do you guys pull something like that off?
1: Uh, we flew to Houston. We went out to Houston and uh, we took our
0: videographer,
1: uh, Don Babo, out there and we recorded it. We found a, a, a film studio and everything. Um, DJ sauna and Philip Israel, they had art or models, uh, mm-hmm. ready. Uh, I had gotten the, um, the vehicles and everything when and picked them up and it was actually, it was actually really fun. Uh, Kirko was only supposed to be there. And like I said, me and Kirko do have a history with each other. Um, so he was only supposed to be there for, um, you know, about an hour, an hour and a half. Ended up staying there for about four or five hours. So even when it wasn't his part, even, he was even yeah, he was hanging out, chilling.
0: So you guys recorded the whole thing in Houston? Yeah. In Houston. You guys did that specifically to have him in the video. Exactly. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Because I, I was wondering that I didn't know that he did his verse. I'm assuming you emailed it to each other or something, right? Yeah. And yeah. got it back. Because I know that happens a lot. Yeah. But when you were telling me, I'm like, I think I remembered him in the video. Yeah, he's in the um, video. Let's watch a little bit of this. Um and I will tell you a story. After we're done watching a little bit of this. And I'll add it to the video afterwards. That's all Houston, right? That's all in Houston. Who were these girls? Are they just like...
1: uh, They were just uh, uh, models that uh, DJ Sana had found. And actually they were really cool. They were really, really cool. Um, Turns out one of them actually does music. Like, one of the girls? Yeah, one of the girls. I feel like that must be pretty common. Dude. Yeah. yeah, And she's actually pretty good too. So this is your boy you're talking about, right? Yeah. DJ Sana? That's Kirkle right there, and oh, then DJ Kirkle Sana. Yeah, the Kirkle, yeah, Yeah, Kirkle's on the hook, and then DJ Sana will come up right now.
0: He does have that like uh that modern yeah. vibe to him. Yeah. So is this recorded like, an, is it like a garage studio? Or like, everything's all white in the background. Where are you guys So even it at? was
1: actually, um, I can't remember the name of the place, but it was actually a, like a warehouse.
0: That's what I, was th- that's what I meant.
1: Yeah, it, it was like in a, in a warehouse. And like, when you walk into the room, like, like, like we fit two cars in there. Um, we had a whole setup. Um, and, you know, on the behind the scenes, I went live. And, you know, it, it looks like, you know, so like... it's it's crazy how it looks right now because I just remember like the way it was yeah (laughs) Kirko's girlfriend was chilling over there you know and then like everyone was just kind of drinking is she in the video no she's she's not in the video she's just just like in the background yeah just chilling yeah what a supportive girl yeah and then uh and it's crazy because everybody thinks you know right away they're like oh Kirko was drinking lean no actually he was drinking tequila was he is that his go to drink yeah yeah, I guess so like he had got got a bottle of tequila because we already had Hennessy and uh, he brought he brought in a bottle of tequila, and we all drank, and then I had to catch a flight at like 5 in the morning. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. There's
0: nothing worse than a tequila hangover. Were you hungover? Oh, that, like, I mean, it, I was more tired. <laughs> I though. got you. Yeah. How much do you know this person? Because it's, it's weird to see it, because it's like, this girl's like kind of on you. Did yeah. You, like guys talk before, or is so, that like you're...
1: So, no, like, so I had met her at the video shoot, and the cool thing about her is that, you know, is that she was nervous, you know, and she did ask permission like she like like she was super cool yeah um and she did ask permission like hey is it cool like if I touch your shoulder is it cool like, you know what I mean yeah and like you know it's like and it, I, I think it's more because you know like she uh wanted to be professional about it and we we're all professional about it too like we we're yeah. all just talking chilling and then we get it's getting, also
0: like, setting the standard I'm sure like if yeah. she's being that way with you guys then you guys will probably reciprocate yeah just as respectful back right and
1: I know and I know like one of the things that they did say after we were done recording everything you know after the five hours that we were there they were like hey you know um they're like wow these guys are really cool like these guys are really dumb and i guess like they're used to people like being like dogs about it you know what i mean or being like assholes about it where us you know like we were super cool Or we like hey like yeah like you guys want a chair like you know you guys want a shot and i just remember um we had recorded my scene um in the car i would say like five six times and you know like like about, no, probably about 10 times. Yeah. Yeah. And the first couple ones, like, you know, she was nervous. She's like, hey, she's like, can I get a shot? She's like, I just feel like I'm not myself. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Go ahead. Like, do whatever. She's so like. She's
0: asking you everything, like, yeah. to make sure you're cool with it, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool, dude.
1: Yeah. It was re- it was, re- it was really, uh, it was really cool. And like I said, then after we finished, you know, they were like, wow, like, these dudes are like really nice. Like, yeah, because we're not like, we're not trying you're to not sleep. You're not tainted you, by
0: that, that you know? big city life. Either, yeah. Though. I'm sure I, I'm convinced that that's part of it. Like I, we forget we live in like a small place. Oh yeah. And even Albuquerque is small compared to all these cities. Right. There's mm-hmm. a reason we don't have pro sports teams, but when you meet people from these bigger cities, they just have a different etiquette. It's yeah. not bad. I mean, you ever talk to someone from New York? They're rough as hell, man. Oh yeah. And it's like, they're, they're not being rude at all, but to someone from here, you may be like, that guy's kind of rough around the edges, but it, it just reminds me of like the, uh, you you're a little bit more humble from here. So these people are probably used to working with Houston people or yeah. other people um and you that's the industry i bet where yeah. it's like uh like well i am getting paid or i am working i'm on the job so i, I gotta put up with this stuff mm-hmm. so to that to them they must have been like yeah like and then that's how, and that's how we felt
1: and that's how we felt too we we're like wow like we wonder why they uh why they were so concerned about us being like dickheads you know what i mean because even like in the changing room stuff um you know like i when they went to the changing room, mm-hmm. you know, like they kind of seemed worried, and I, I went and like closed the door. You know what I mean? Like I was like, "Hey, like you know, like you can close the door, dude. Like we're not trying to like."
0: like, <laughs> I feel like this isn't funny, man. But I feel like that could be like a skit, yeah, like a like a funny skit where like the dudes are just being super inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, and like and, and the it, girls are like, "What the fuck, man!"
1: <laughs> and it was just and it was just funny because like you know, like they went, and they were getting ready and stuff like that, and then um. Like, you know, like they, they were just nervous and I was just like, close the door, you know, yeah. like, we're like, we're not like, I'm not trying to see that. Like, you know, we're not trying to be disrespectful. We're not trying to approach you in an inappropriate manner. Like mm-hmm. we're really here to film this music video, you know, like we're really here to like get this done because we have a goal for ourselves in regards to like our music and we're not trying to mess that up, Yeah, you know? And then plus, you know, like, we're all in relationships. DJ saw his relationship on a relationship, you know, like there's no reason for us to act out of line or anything like that, especially yeah. like to just because, just because a, a girl's there and her job is to be seductive. And, you know, yeah,
0: it's, it's just good that you have boundaries. It also probably, Gives you guys a good reputation if you ever wanted to go back. Yeah. If you guys ever wanted to like have them do another job for you guys or shoot another video there, they're like, oh, those guys,
1: bring them on back. Oh yeah, and they and they you know and they followed us on on social media like we followed each other like on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, When the video came out, they all shared the video. They all promoted it for us. Like, and it was cool because we didn't ask them to do that. They just happened to see it and they were like, oh shoot, like you know, like and there's and there was three models in it and they all like I said they all like you know shared it multiple times. They all promoted it. It Came out really good. Yeah.
0: It's. About as professional as, as it gets, man. Yeah,
1: I appreciate it. Yeah, like, Don Bobo, uh, he has a very, very creative mind. He has a very— Is he the one who filmed yeah, everything? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, He—and it's crazy because, you know, we had gotten to—we uh, were supposed to have the building from, I believe it was, like, from, like, 6 to, like, 10. Mm-hmm. And this dude didn't finish setting up, setting up everything to like, 9 o'clock. And that's because he had so much that he was working with and he had a vision and, and he's, like, he vision and he's right. somebody that like, I'm going to get this right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and he was still setting up when Kirko showed up, you know, but like I said, but it was, it was cool because everybody just kind of like, you know, the, the uh, studio helped us out. You know, they let us hang out there. The girls had no problem being there. Kirko had no problem being there. He was getting drunk. You know what I mean? Like drinking with us. Um, and it was, it was just a really good vibe. And I feel like that's why like the biggest, like the best part of others that like,
0: it was a good vibe, so everybody was okay being there. That's good, man. I'm glad it, it came out really well. It's always good when the memories are good. You have small hiccups, I bet, like mm-hmm. along the way, but as long as nothing major happens, man, and that's that must be a cool experience, man, to look back and be like, oh, yeah. yeah, I get to do stuff like
1: that. It was, it was, it was very cool. And and we are working on on more. Um, DJ Sauna does have another song uh, with Kirko, and that song is amazing, dude. So, like, what are you
0: guys gonna be performing?
1: Um, so can you say DJ Sauna. Uh, he's going to be performing all of his newer songs. Uh, of course, we're going to be doing What's the Move for the Night and then do it again. Um, we are going to be coming out with a couple of new songs. Uh, we Like, I'm sending over the uh, beats to him here probably today. Um, and then I'm going to be doing a couple of new songs that I have. And, of course, I'm going to be doing my edit of Who Booty. That's, like, the song that helped me. And then Boom. Boom was the other one that helped me that they had mm. played all over the radio. And, uh, you know, and I, I'm just uh, I'm really excited to perform. I haven't performed in such a long time. And even before the pandemic, because I'd been so focused on DJing and so focused on making sure that I make money, you know, to support my kids and, and everything. um, I didn't really put my efforts into music the way I normally would. Mm -hmm. Um, So with me being able to perform again, I'm actually like super stoked, super excited to, Was the last time you performed? Oh man. Um, When I, not DJing performed when I performed with, I believe it was with the game. I believe it was in 2017. Yeah, that was the last time Where did you I, guys perform? In Oregon. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a shooting. There was a shooting? Yeah, right before the game went on.
0: Oh, tell me about it.
1: And and we knew, and we knew too. Uh so I had taken a uh, Drew with me, Drew Christopher. Um he's a he's a rapper. Like like I said, I I, I want everybody to get their exposure. Drew's mm-hmm. one of those artists that he's super good, dude. He's Is, super who's good. Who's Drew? Uh Drew uh Christopher. He's, he spells his name D-R-W-W. That's his like yeah. name, rap yeah. name yeah yeah Drew okay. Christopher um super talented dude bro and I was just like you know what hey like I got I have the show in Oregon mm-hmm. with the game let's go and he was like okay yeah for sure you know um so we go we're there we do our performance and one of the things that I also like doing you know I've already had my share of time as the way that I look at it like in the spotlight so what I always do is like I'll go and I'll do. You know, one or two songs. Then I'll bring them on stage and let them like basically rock their own set. Yeah. And then I'll perform one last song. You know what I mean? And so like I kind of let them do whatever it is that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, so if I have a twenty minute set, I really spend like seven minutes on my own music. You're and just then, starting and finishing. Yeah, starting, finishing, and letting them and have. It it and the, the letting them the have yeah. And so and what ended up happening is Drew got like a lot of recognition that show. Like we walked off stage and. Um, we went in front of the crowd and everything like kind of like, you know, roaming around and stuff and everybody's like, "Whoa, you're fucking dope. You're fucking dope. And it was and it felt good yeah. because Drew's so talented, you know, like he really is a talented guy. Um, and that's one thing that I always want is like when I recognize, especially when they're like a friend of mine, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Drew was a friend of mine even before music. So like I always want to make sure that, you know, that is if you're talented, like I'm going to put you out there. I'm going to do my best to put you out there. Yeah. Um, and that's only because, you know, like. I want, I want other people to su- succeed. Like I, I, I don't get any benefit from people not succeeding. Where do you
0: think that comes from? Did Was, was someone that way to you? And now you're paying it back or you do you know think what? you've always been that way? Um,
1: I will say this, man, a lot of, uh, when I was, when I was growing up, it was a lot of me and my, my family type thing. But I will say that like my parents have always been super supportive of everything, you know, like they've always been real big on, uh, you know, just like, that's what you want to do do it you know if that if like and they'll support it 100 percent like yeah. and you know and they and they've never brought down any idea that i've ever had they've never been like oh a dj you know oh rapper oh singer like you know what i mean yeah like it's always like been very would. positive you know yeah and so i think that 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 played a huge part in it was that i've always had um someone supporting me mm-hmm. i guess you can say and um and so that's what's made me so supportive of everyone else you know and i've you know i've watched my dad and the funny part is, man, um, people always say, I don't want to work at McDonald's the rest of my life. You know, like, and I look at my dad, bro, because he's somebody that's worked at McDonald's his entire life. But he makes, you know, six figures kind of chilling, you know, yeah. like he works 20, 25 hours a week working at McDonald's. And he makes, you know, six figures like he's he's like an area supervisor.
0: I was about to ask, how does he pull that one off? Yeah, well, so he uh,
1: how, how many years total? He's he's been there a while, man. He's been there, but he became a supervisor probably like
0: fifteen years ago, man. I would be do you know what would be cool? That's awesome to hear. Find out what his starting pay was. Do you know mm-hmm. minimum wage probably, and it must have been way less. Back oh yeah, then. it was back in the day. He
1: was a cook back in the day in Silver City, so he must have been making like.
0: Five bucks an hour, maybe, if that, bro. If that, if that,
1: yeah. Like dude. back in let's like nineteen eighty type stuff,
0: bro. That is a story, right there. Yeah, dude. Like from that to where you, where the person's at, and that should be like the whole title of whatever it is, a book or yeah, dude. <laughs> Tell them come on here, and, I'll
1: interview him. And it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Like I said, you know, you you hear people like it's always like, oh, you don't want to work at McDonald's in her life, and I just remember a uh, a substitute told me that in seventh grade. She's all, you're gonna grow up working at McDonald's because I I don't know what I'd done to make her mad. I think. Uh, because like I said, I wasn't really like a troublemaker, yeah. you know? Um, I don't know what I had done to make her mad, but she was like, you're going to grow up to work at McDonald's one day. And I said, that's fine. My dad
0: makes three times more money than you do anyways <laughs> working at McDonald's. I think that's our gener- teachers and our generation. were kind of like, like, you're, so that's not weird to hear. So I, whenever you're like, I don't know what I did wrong. Yeah. I had teachers tell me horrible stuff. I've had, I've heard stories of people and I'm, I, so I totally believe it. Yeah. Teachers just said, and then the whole, you don't want to work at McDonald's your whole life. They need to change that because it's like, we live in this world, and I go. I'm in college now, but I'm 31 years old. Yeah, and it's like, and I didn't even go to college till like two years ago. Yeah, and there was this, there's always this huge thing where it's like, if you don't go to college, you can't be successful, kind yeah. of thing. And it's like, look, college is good. I'm not telling anyone not to go to college, but it's cool to hear stories like yours because there's other things you can do. Yeah. There's trade work too. There's business school if you wanted mm-hmm. to do like a sick two a year, six months to a year, a year and a half, two years even. Yeah, like an associates or something. There's options, but it's like the whole like you don't work at McDonald's your whole life they, they got to change that because which is why that story is cool because why not what you don't want to do is be in the same job your oh whole yeah life, or the same position but yeah. if you're moving up and you're progressing then that isn't that the american dream to move forward in life yeah yeah and that's and that's, and that's
1: what i always tell people too you know like you said it perfect you know everyone's like oh well, you don't want to work at mcdonald's your whole life no it's like no you don't want to be a cook your whole life yes you know you don't want to be a cashier a your whole washer. life
0: yeah. you don't want to wash dishes your whole life you want to progress like if you're not progressing then what are you doing yeah you're settling for whatever job it is and it's the same thing for people that aren't cooks you know people get really good paying jobs and never apply for promotions exactly for like 20 30 years it's just on the same level job yeah And that's not good either like you know what i mean and your dad's proved that and i I, yep. I work in a job where i feel the same way like i i literally my first job ever was a summer job when i was 16 years old i mean it may have been it was 15 because i was in high school for the first time yeah um and my foster family, so is Patrick Nieto's parents. Oh shoot, uh, Marty and Priscilla. I lived with them for like three years. Um, his parents are foster parents. Oh yeah, yeah. So they were my foster parent, and they uh, they they didn't they not want to play for our school clothes anymore, and uh, they were like, well, they wanted to, but they were like, my when I first moved with them, my my taste was like white tea. It was super cheap. Yeah, and then Patrick had a way more taste and oh, yeah. fashionable stuff. So naturally, I'm like, hey, I want to buy. Remember a Vocal Nelly mm-hmm. shirt? It yeah. was a Vocal shirt it was like 60 bucks for one t-shirt yeah and i really wanted it and they're like alright where right we're well, gonna get a job this summer so they had me work at the mesquite water company yeah um and they kept all my paychecks because his dad was the president of the water company so what and then at the end of the summer whatever i had that was my school clothes money yeah uh, and i was like I, I didn't even argue i'm like fair enough i went and painted water tanks i went and pulled weeds man mm-hmm. and at the end of it i had just enough for the vocal shirt i think i bought like a like a, a Mike Bibby jersey. Yeah. At the t- like I just bought like three or four things and I was happy, man. You're but content. It, yeah, and it was like, and that was how I started. And I think that I got paid like five bucks an hour or something. Yeah. And then I went and I did cook jobs. I worked at Pizza Hut and then I moved up and I worked at a call center, mm-hmm. which looking back isn't the greatest job, but it was an upgrade from oh, Pizza yeah. Hut. Yeah. And then from there you move up again. And then like, you know, I'm doing way better in life now, but I can't be in one place very long. I can be the same company, but I, I got to move up yeah. or at least have the opportunity or a goal or something. Exactly. And that's uh, that's what I've always told people, too. You always want to progress
1: like you always want progression in your life. You don't want to just stay in the same place, you know. Yeah. And, you know, some people want to progress later than others, which is fine, but always have some sort of ambition or always have some sort of goal for yourself to progress. Yeah. You know, like if you're, you know, if you're going to work at a call center, for instance, you know, just say like, hey, you know, you're getting, you're getting your foot in the door for this business. You know, whatever business it is, whether like, say, for instance, converges was AT&T, you yep. know, what if like, you know, you're working at Convergence where everybody's like, oh, well, I don't want to be a, a supervisor. I don't want to be a TL. OK, cool. We'll learn about AT&T. Yeah. Learn about what it is that they do there. What if you can go and work for their accounting AT&T store? Yeah, yeah. Or you can go like, you know work for IT for AT&T, or you can do troubleshooting for AT&T. Travel, at and is everywhere,
0: right? Exactly. So I like where your head's at. People don't always think that when they work the job, but mm-hmm. you just never know what opportunities you're going to have. Exactly. And you got to remember that when you meet people too. I think people forget that. Every person you meet is a potential opportunity. And I'm not saying you have to use the people you meet. But What if you meet someone that is a connect to someone else who, whatever, whether it's professionally, if you're single, what if you meet the love of your life through a person you met? Exactly. You know I mean, like you approach everything as like an opportunity. Yeah. So when I meet people, that's how I feel. I get, I don't like, Hey, like, I'm like, Hey, I'm Will. Nice to meet you. What's your name? Hey, where are you from? I get into it. Oh yeah. Cause I, I never
1: know who I'm going to meet, man. Yeah. Like you, you, right away. You want to establish that, you know, that friendly connection, but also as well, like, you know, you're networking, you yeah. know, you're, you're putting yourself out there, you know, and you never know, like you can, it's, it's something that DJ black taught me, you know, like whenever you go out, you know, always dress like you're going, like you're going to meet. Somebody who can change your life. Yeah, you know what I mean. He doesn't mean like you know, dress in a suit and tie, but he means like you know, make yourself look good and always make sure to present yourself. Always make sure to show people, smile, like, smile, you know,
0: man. You know, yeah, my yeah. name is
1: Robbie. This is what I do. Blah blah blah. You know, or my name is Robert Eduardo. This is what I do. You know, make sure to to put yourself out there for this person because you know, say for instance, you know, I'm I'm meeting my, meeting somebody and I'm like, oh yeah, I do music. Oh shoot, well I'm a I'm an A R at so and so. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like really like. And and that's how, that's how things happen. You know, that's how I got uh, booked on a lot of shows back when I was younger. Um, I happened to be on a show, introduce myself to someone I did not know was a promoter. Mm-hmm. Turns out this guy throws concerts all over the country, you know, and, you know, and, and of course, you know, you, you get skeptical. because like, really? Like, you throw concerts all over the country. Yeah. you know? Sounds but like then,
0: something a dude at a bar would say to a,
1: yeah. some random yeah, person. But then, but then I find him on social media and it turns out this guy throws concerts all over the country. You know, he's a promoter. He books concerts everywhere. He does all this stuff, and you know that's how I was getting to these places because I had developed, you know, a friendship with him. Yeah. You go like, hey, you want to come out here? Hey, you want to do this? Hey, you want to do that? Just get out here, you know. And then eventually it got to a pay. You know, hey, you know they want to offer you a thousand dollars. Hey, they want to do this. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like all right, cool. Like I'll go. And you know, it's just it's just a matter of uh, and 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 a lot of people, especially these days, a lot of people are like so hesitant or so stuck up
0: or so rude. And they meet new people
1: you know what i mean and-
0: especially and i hate to say it but especially in this town yeah and and i never really recognized it until i went other places and i saw and not every place is nice so i'm not saying oh that. yeah but there's some places where like the hospitality is so good mm-hmm. that i'm like god we don't get this at home at all oh yeah um and even within new mexico i think i went to uh we went to Riadoso during when covid first hit yeah me and my girl like let's just go get a cabin get away from all this and just kind of relax yeah In the middle of a pandemic, these are the nicest, most inviting, every restaurant we went to, like, hi, welcome, sorry about the mask, but just so you know, we have to, but what do you guys need? We want to make this exciting for you guys. How's your day been? Yeah. Like all, and they're local. It's a smaller city. I get it. Yeah. But I mean, we're small too. So it always makes me wonder, I'm like, why, when I go, that's one of the biggest thing that drives me crazy. My girl makes fun of me for it. If we go to anywhere, it could be Wendy's or Double Eagle, Mm -hmm. doesn't matter anything in between if the service it's a big pet peeve i'm like you can't even smile you can't even like pretend like that your like day is like good even yeah. though it's not like you're getting paid yeah and you're more likely to get even more money if you're nice if you're just nice i just don't understand it so when i go to uh like wendy's you know sometimes they're like do you want to try the active bacon burger? like they just do that right away yeah so no matter what they say if they do you want to try the bacon i go i'm good how are you doing And I don't say it like uh, I don't say it rude. (laughs) I say it like if I actually Uh, thought. Yeah, like you you say it like you smiled saying it. Yeah, Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? And they're like, I'm awesome. Like it changes them, and then they get nice. Yeah, not always, but sometimes. (laughs) So no matter what, and then I'll look over, and my girl just smile at me, and because I hate that, I'm like, don't like just sales pitch me. Like, is it? And you go to Starbucks, they're on it. You ever been to Starbucks? Oh yeah. They're like, hi, good morning. Good morning. How much better can I make your day? I'm like, oh, I could be in the worst mood. I'm like, dude, you did already. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's like you know what bro honestly and i just always got to say this i don't know if you've i'm all about local businesses right have yeah. you ever been to Mateos? uh
0: i've ordered from them through like the, you, where they bring it. I've never when you go
1: in there like they're like hi welcome to Mateo. you know there's nice okay obviously they greeted you right yeah but on your way out they go have a blessed day and yeah. i was like oh my god chick-fil-a who <laughs> like
0: <laughs> they don't even open on Sundays. like like bro like they're like have a blessed day and i'm like you too thank you i thank will you. now because you said that i will now <laughs> but it's like a small thing right yeah. like like in my job I, i'm a peer support so i work with people that are in recovery from substance use yeah. alcohol or they're considering it or they have some sort of behavioral health and i work with all different populations veterans homeless people yeah all like all, i'm totally mixed diverse no you know, I mean every ethnicity culture like it's all blended in and i i take the same energy to everyone i meet and trust me You ever talk to a homeless person? They're not the most cheery people in the world. But when you go up to them with, I don't have to be cheery, but authentically interested in them. Take a genuine interest and bring some sort of like, how are you doing? Hey, like just some sort of like, I care a little bit about this conversation. The amount of information that you can extract from them is way higher. Plus that information could be used to help them, to help you help them or whatever. It just makes everything easier. So I bring that into everything I do. No matter who it is and sometimes it doesn't even if they continue to be kind of low down rude whatever they are then i just it doesn't bother me like i I move on with my day Mm -hmm. but you kind of have to bring that energy man because at the end of the day you decide like your impact in your how people are going to remember you yeah right if someone else throws a fit or acts crazy people are going to remember your response to that not theirs at least people that you talk to right he has his own relationships to worry about but if you are at a party and you argue with a guy or something and something pops off i'm going to remember what you did what you said how that's what i'm going to remember yeah so it's up to you like what do you what, how did you handle that kind of thing it's the same thing in anything in life people whether you're out in public and get into an argument or you're being nice you're being kind people will see that and then you again you in this town being small you never knew who you're going to run into and all of a sudden they're like hey that's that dude i was at albertson's and some dude like <laughs> was rude to him and he said god bless you and walked away <laughs> you never know man like yeah. stuff like that happens yeah i have a funny story oh before I get to this shooting at the game concert, you didn't finish Okay, that. All right. So,
1: um, what was that? Okay. So anyways, me and Drew, uh, Drew was, was doing his superstar thing for the moment. You know, mm-hmm. people were, were like, them. you're dope. Yeah. Like, honestly, go. like they were filling him. they, they and, he, and honestly, Drew put on a very, very good performance, you know? Um, and so me and Drew were hanging out and we had already seen, uh, the games band earlier in the day. We had already seen whack. Um, Black 100, games manager. Um, We had already seen him earlier in the day, like, you know, with the band and everything. Um, And so when we had finished making our rounds, you know, when people like, you know, like wanting to use autograph, you know, mm-hmm. shirts, you know, this and that, pictures with us, everything. We're walking and we see a big group because obviously we're allowed backstage, you know? So we see a this big is after group. after
0: you perform? After we perform, okay. yeah.
1: And this is about right, about let's say like one set before the game was supposed to go on. Mm-hmm. And... Me and Drew see this big group forming around the side of the stage. And we're like, that doesn't look good. And we're like, well, obviously there's a game, you know, there's whack. There's the whole group just standing around like pissed off. And we're like, this just doesn't look good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like this doesn't feel right. And of course we wanted to stay and watch the game perform. But something just told us, hey, man, like, let's go. Yeah, this feels wrong. Yeah, like like this does not feel good. We're not even a city that we know. You know what I mean? Like, we don't even know, like, where an escape route would be. Like, Mm -hmm. if we were here, like, we're just like, you know what? Let's just go. We uh, get out, and then pop, pop, we hear gunshots. And that's when we knew it. We're just like, we, we, we made it out just in time. Jesus. Was
0: there a story about it or did you guys just kind of move on? Honestly, we, no, dude, we just left. We, 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 we were in a strange city. Yeah. Yeah. We went
1: back to our hotel and everything. All of a sudden it was all over the news. We had people like, like tagging us, like, Hey, are you guys good? We were like, yeah, like, you know, but it was just crazy because TMZ reported about everything, mm-hmm. and we were like, yeah, this is like, but it was kind of a cool story to tell. Because like, yeah, like that's where we were at. We were just there. So did you, you know?
0: ever get the end of the story? Do you know,
1: did no, anyone get shot or someone just no, shot? Some no, shots no, no one got shot. No one got injured. Uh, luckily, from what I recall, I should look it up. Cause I don't remember. Um, but I, I do think that it did cause with the size of the crowd, mm-hmm. the size of the venue, you know, you think the size of the crowd, size of the venue, cost of the tickets, and the cost of the game, mm-hmm. I just think it's one of those things they didn't have the money for it, which happens. You know yeah. what I mean? That does happen quite often. Well, with that fan base too, you get, yeah. some, you get oh, some, yeah. some. wild people. Yeah, and you're, you're and <laughs> you're and, you a know, fan and, of the game. Yeah, it, it, and it's the game. You know, um, but you know, and that's one of those things. Like you know, it, it happens. It happens a lot more than people think. Yeah, you know, um, because it is. It is a very. Uh, it's it's an it's a risk. You're taking a risk. You're giving an artist X amount of money to come out to your city and perform. And you're basically telling the, telling your city, Hey, we're bringing this person for this
0: amount of money. Come out. They shot that girl from the voice. Do you remember that? There's a girl. Her name was Christina Grimmie. Oh yeah. On yeah. The voice. And they, some person just nice. I don't know her. Right. she's yeah. like a nice girl, young girl just walked up and shot her on stage or something. Right. When she got off, I think. Um, And then it turns out I kind of followed a little bit, Adam Levine, like mm-hmm. her funeral and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it was just a fan that was obsessed with her. Like, oh, she sh- like loved her they found her a lot. and i'm like what? like so g- the reason why i brought that up is because it's you're right like you i'm sure she didn't think that was going to happen oh to her, yeah you know i mean she's riding this huge wave from the successful show where she was like the runner up yeah and all of a sudden like she probably thought i mean you got you, you meet some crazy people i'm sure but that's always yeah like, a and, it, and, it,
1: and it becomes and you know and as a as a person who's a name in the industry you it, it they become obsessed like people become obsessed with
0: with these people like you know let's let's this Bad Bunny mm-hmm. thing, for instance, bro. I don't know too much about this guy, but All I know right. that he's coming to the El Paso. Bro. And apparently the tickets are like outrageous. Bro, expensive. outrageous. Is he that popular outrageous. to merit merit in your opinion? Okay.
1: So as a DJ, as a DJ, I will say that he does have songs. Okay. He does have, he does have good music. Mm-hmm. But in my personal and humble opinion, humble opinion, <laughs> okay, I just think it's, an overreaction i think that whoever is on his marketing team did an amazing fucking job and hired three thousand people to be like hey obsess over this we'll give you a hundred dollars to obsess over this yeah and then it just kind of like because honestly that's what people do that's what like artists will do they will pay crowds and they will pay people they will pay influencers to mm-hmm. be like oh my god bad money's having the concert well you have an influencer online you know 3 million followers Mm -hmm. of those 3 million followers, 500,000 of them know who bad bunny is. This one person's obsessing over it. So guess what? They're going to obsess over it now. Yeah. It's And that's only because that's, what's trendy. Like, Oh my God, this person with 3 million followers, you know? So
0: what are they selling the tickets for?
1: Dude, some of the tickets are like $2,800, $3,000. Do
0: you think it's COVID too though? People are dying to go to a concert. You know what?
1: I think people are dying to go to a concert, but at the same time too, it's like I had made made posts earlier, and you know what? And honestly, I'm all about it. Like I'm all about a hey, bad bunny get your money, bro. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? Just, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. All about it. But like my thing is that you know, um, just a couple months back, you had a million people saying that, hey, we need more money. We're struggling right now. Mm-hmm. We're struggling. This times are hard. You know what I mean? And then this guy comes out with tickets, and yeah, people waiting hours, three, four hours. Sell out? To, yeah. Yeah, like in every city. As a matter of fact, and this and I posted about it earlier today. Like I was just like, you know, like I was. Like, I can guarantee you, this guy's gonna double up his shows in every single city. Yeah, because um, the way that these guys have it set up, because they're such big artists, like sometimes they'll have a show on a Saturday, and then they'll have a show on a Thursday, then a Friday. Or they'll have a show like on a Sunday and then they'll have one on a Friday and Saturday, you know? Mm-hmm. And they spread out their shows. So like when it comes down to it, like there are some cities that they can double up on the show. And on each show, he's making two, three, at least two, three million dollars. Yeah. You know? Um That's and wild, and, and it's crazy. And you know, and like I said though, like, you know, I'm all about Bad Bunny making his money. I'm all about any performer making their money. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just crazy to me that like, dude, like like people are so obsessed that they will spend this money. I was going to say, what's even crazier is that
0: people bought it, yeah, right, because, yeah, and he knew that good marketing yeah. at this point. So uh, I get amazing what you're saying, marketing, dude. But God, man, I don't want to see people online complaining about help. <laughs> yeah, it all and, and 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 that's
1: and that's what I like on my post. I was like, man, like you know, you had all these people saying that they're going through a hard time. They don't know how they're going to get through to through the next month and this and that. Mm-hmm. And then two months later, you had Bad Bunny selling tickets for a thousand, two thousand dollars. That's
0: all a stimulus really is. It's just they. they and t- if everyone saved their stimulus, the government, would they failed. Yeah. The whole point of the stimulus is What's to go out and spend st- it and give yeah. it right back to us. Exactly. Because it gets the economy going. So I, I guess they kind of expected it. And we're human beings, man. When that, if you don't have any money and that check hits your account. Do you spend it? Yes. you're. And it's almost like, a, I remember I was like the living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. I remember a time when I was doing that. And I would, and it's funny looking back on it now because I'm a little bit more older and mature. Yeah. But I remember... Working, uh, I used to work at a call center here in town. It used to be called RDD. Oh yeah, that? yeah, yeah. I used to work at RDD. First of all, they wouldn't let me work forty hours, so I was literally working like twenty to twenty five hours. So was that part time? Yeah. And they're paying me. All I remember is I remember literally getting like two to three hundred dollars paychecks, like for two weeks of work. Yeah. And I remember like not wanting like friends would be like, "Hey, we're saving up for tickets for spring break or something." Yeah. And I would never want to do anything ever because I'm like three hundred bucks. I got my rent for two, whatever. Obviously, two weeks of that, right? So my rent was like four hundred. Yeah, like two hundred each check goes to that. There's me hundred bucks left over. <sighs> what a That's time gas that. money and and alcohol money, and that's all it bro. was. And here's here's how I'll tell you one one little part of that that I just thought of right now. Here's how poor I was at one point. I used to live with Stefan off of X. Yeah, and I was so poor, man. And I was working at the time. I knew my go tos. I would always buy two for locos. They're like two for four bucks, bro. And then I would oh. buy a green chili double from Whataburger burger. And I knew exact, just the burger. I knew exactly. I don't remember anymore, but at the time I knew exactly <laughs> how much the two, four locos and the burger were put together. I think it came out to like 1138 or something specific. <laughs> and I would literally every day, my goal for the day was to cut, to try to come up with $11 and 58 cents, whatever it was. And that was my whole, and every day I'm like, like Stefan would be like, Hey, can you uh, do this for me? I'm like, I'll do it for $11 (laughs) and (laughs) 58. All I wanted was to get my burger and to get my two, four That's crazy
1: dude. But do you know what though? I want to give a shout out to four Locos, man. Those people, (laughs) though, that company, when we were all low on money, that company kept us drunk. How do
0: I get wasted off six bucks? Bro,
1: (laughs) let me tell you. I just remember at one point, you know, at one point, you know, I, I kind of went through it a little bit Yeah, and you know, And I just remember like, I was like, man, I want to go to the bar. I'm like, bro, I don't want to spend all this money at the bar. Like I had, like I have money, but I just know that if I get drunk at the bar and open a tab, I'm going to spend money at the bar. And I don't want to do that right now because I'm trying to save this money. So I will go to the gas station and get two, four locos, go to my like slam one and then like be in the bar all drunk and then be like, ah, do you know it's wearing off? You know, it's, Twelve o'clock, let me go back to my car now. Run out to the car and run out to the car and slam another four loco, go back in, and I'm blacked out.
0: That was the way to do it though. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're saying, the whole chug the drink real quick. That never works out, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good idea in the moment, but like when you do it, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. It's so funny to think back to that, man, because that was the wave. I remember like and I've struggled with alcohol use, man. And I drink now. It's just way more controlled. Yeah. Before I had this thought because probably because I was so broke. When I would go out places and people would offer alcohol or something, I'm like, I need to get the most I can get because I mean I get this again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I would over drink or like I would have like three beers in my pocket. Remember those sandhill house parties we used to throw? Oh, at yeah. The house bro. On Sand Hill? bro. Just walking around with pockets full of beer, man. And then people when it was done to me, it wasn't fun. When I was the one doing it, it was dope. Oh, yeah. But when people come to my house and I see them walking around with five of my beers in their pocket, I'm like, what, what are you fuck, doing, man? Bro. <laughs> dude, honestly, and it's crazy thinking
1: about that because, like, you know, um, and I will say this, bro, as a DJ, this, this is why, like, as a DJ and as an artist, like, I remember being signed to a record label, dude, and, like, everybody wanted to buy me alcohol. And, like, and you know, it's one of those things that, like, you know, Like at that point, like, yeah, I had the money, you know, Yeah. but it was like, uh, do you know what? Like, I'll let them buy me a shot, you know, like, I'll let them buy me a shot by the end of the night. Like, you know, I'm hammered wasted. And, you know, I go to the bar to get my tab and they're like, your tab's like $9. I'm like,
0: where was this where, when where, I didn't have the money? <laughs> like, exactly,
1: dude. Like, and, uh, and, you know, and it's, it's, it's just, it's crazy, dude. Cause now that I think about it, like, you know, like the way that you said it, like, you know, you, you do everything that like, you're going to take in everything that you can, bro. It's
0: weird how that happens. Yeah, huh? dude. I, and I don't know. It just stopped one day. I think being more successful helps or being able to pay for it yourself. But yeah. I, I don't know what it was, man. I just remember thinking I need to get all of this. I remember calling friends up because I'm like, we need to go find a party specifically to hope they have alcohol. Yeah. Like not even because we want to meet friends or we we couldn't afford our own stuff. We would like find whatever friend had the car, yeah. give them five bucks for gas. And then if they have alcohol, like we're there. Bro, well, I remember, dude,
1: I remember like remember we would get the 40 text messages. The forty. The forwarded text messages, oh, bro. Yes, where yes, where yes. it was just like an address to some house. And you just sent it to like and, 10 and of your and friends. And then you, and you sent, sent it to like all your thing. friends. <laughs> and then they sent it to somebody. And then you would get there and then like you'd see like 50 people walking out. They're like, oh, they're out of alcohol. And you're like, okay, next party. And then all of a sudden you're getting another forwarded text message. So you're like, we're just, all right, we're going to go here. We're going to go here. We're going to go here. And then like, I just remember dude, like, like we would pull up to parties like 15, 20 people deep. Cause I remember it was all of us. Wow. I remember it was all of us. And then we would pull up to a party and like, dude, like, and we would, down like they would have kegs they would have bottles they would have jungle juice bro like the devil was jungle juice bro like yeah. that 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 was like i don't know whose if idea they made was. it right if yeah they made it right yeah bro
0: like that stuff was the devil though bro like that like it was evil, <laughs> Well that's how dude. they got the ladies right because yeah. if you if you want to have ladies over to drink you can't have a bunch of beer right yeah you, you so the had guys who just juice. make jungle ju- or jello shots those yeah. are the two you can get anyone with that because yep. you don't know you get i've you know how many cups of jungle juice i drink i mean this is I could drink these. And then the next thing you know, you're like, you can't even hold a conversation.
1: Dude. <laughs> you can't even talk, bro. But the crazy part is, man, is that when you think about it, we're going through a pandemic right now, right? We're afraid to touch people. We're afraid yeah. to like hug people and everything, bro. These jungle juices, we are getting cups and all putting our hands in this cup. We're in we don't a know. Beer pong yeah. with the actual beer. Yeah, Remember with the that? actual beer. We we were... before,
0: dude, our generation. I think that's why our immune that's, systems yeah. are so good. Though. <laughs> Amazing, bro. Amazing. We're out there rolling in the dirt. <laughs> It's crazy, man, because the the Sandhill House, when we some of the biggest parties in my life oh, yeah. were through there. Yeah. Were you there the day we all got arrested? Yeah, I was. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, were did you get arrested with us? No, not and I didn't the reason why it. I ask, I'm sure people listening like you would know. Yeah. They ended up arresting 24 of us, right? Yeah. So there's a lot. So I wasn't sure who all was there. But and I'll tell the story because it's kind of funny. We had thrown this party. we threw so many parts. I don't even remember what it was for. But all I remember is we had a keg. Yeah. And the cops would show up a lot. And always so we would always just talk to them and they would leave yeah and for whatever reason we knew that we were like pushing it these cops would come because it was barely outside of city limit so it was always mm-hmm. the sheriff yeah and these guys were like hey man we have to come to your house next weekend because we know you throw parties every weekend yeah like we're gonna arrest some people so we knew we were on thin ice and um there was a there was a dj there that day i'm not sure were you, you were djing that night. Yeah. somebody was djing for sure do you know what? Was, honestly, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's why I didn't get arrested. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, why did, I, that's why I didn't get arrested. I remember like, I remember. so maybe that's what it was. Maybe you're loading the equipment yeah. up and they, something. Yeah. So they came, um, and I want to leave a few names out of this on purpose. But anyways, we knew that there was going to be an issue. One guy fights a kid, chases him down the street. We don't even know this at the time. Mm-hmm. Chases this kid down the street who thinks he's going to die. And the guy chasing him is like one of the local guys that's known for beating the crap out oh, of yeah. People chases them to my next door neighbor's house starts banging on the door for help this guy bull rushes him breaks the neighbor's door down this is like one in the morning so the <laughs> sleeping family's like what the heck they come running out and there's just some dude beating up a kid like and the door's broken so they call the cops apparently there's someone got stabbed we think to this day we think the cops made that up Yeah, because i spoke to that guy and he admitted beating that dude up yeah and i don't, and i talked to a bunch of people. no one ever, i think the cops made up the stabbing part to make it seem more more real or more like you guys are gonna be in trouble but they end up yeah. showing up to the door all i remember i was like get that keg out of here to uh you need to pull a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. no it's all good um i'm fixing it. i was telling him like get that keg out of here like i know we're gonna get in trouble like and you know what i mean and so just hide it somewhere and they decided to hide it in my closet in my room that back yeah. room that was mine yeah they stuffed it in the closet now my friend lloyd you know lloyd yeah lloyd's there and one of his relatives because it started off early it was kind of a barbecue kind uh-huh. of thing Had his kids there. um, And they were still there. There There's so many people that night. And so I didn't know this, but they decided, and when I say kids, like he was, they're like one was 16, 17 and like 15. Just to clarify. Yes. And they're all boys. These aren't like underage girls, but they're underage and shouldn't, and they weren't drinking, but they decided to hide them. Someone said like, hey, have them hide. And they put them in my closet with the keg dude. And so when the, I didn't even know that. So this is what happens. So when the cops show up and they're like, hey, we're taking people this time. We're so sick of you guys. Where's the, where's the alcohol? We know you have alcohol. We yeah. you always have alcohol. And they start searching the house. Like, you know, in the movie, you know, everyone's like, you can't do that. You don't have a warrant. You don't, you don't have everyone. a warrant. They're like, all right, whatever. Drunk rights. asshole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't care. They never cared. And so they just went to the room and they go, well, come here. And they bring me to my room and they go, what's this? And they open my, 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 uh, my closet door. And there's like three kids sitting on a keg. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to prison for life. Man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like this. I had no explanation. I'm like, this is bad. Like this, I didn't know they were even there anymore. Yeah. And I definitely didn't know they threw the keg and those kids in there. In the same closet. I, I looked at the cop and I said, Hey man, I don't, like, I have no, like they weren't drinking. And the kids were the cops yeah. knew that. They, you know what I mean? They're like, whatever. They all left with their parent who was there. Um, they ended up arresting 24 of us. I think total 22 yeah. or 24. And they would bring cars in and they would load three of would, us. Yeah. And, and I off. remember that. Cause then, I
1: remember I was putting my stuff away and I just remember like, it was like the same
0: cops and everybody was just out there just, yeah, waiting, just waiting, just waiting. Yeah. And they took us all. And it was like at this point, it's like two or three in the morning. we' they put us in a giant conference room mm-hmm. in this police station, uh, and they take us out to interview us. They interviewed me first because I live there, and they uh, they said that they're. Re- it's funny because they kept saying like we're responding to a stabbing, but we can't tell you more about it. How many people were there? Who's underage? Yeah, they didn't ask a lot about a stabbing. Um, they did mention the the assault next door. Yeah, and they they interviewed us. I think they interviewed like a total of six seven, and they got bored. And the cops were like, you know what, just go home. The, I overheard the, they had to call in like a, the sergeant. I don't know how cops were the main guy. Yeah. Cause they're like, man, we can't just arrest 24 people and not tell the main dude. so the main dude came in and I, that guy was mad at the officer. It's like, why, this is, why are you bringing these kids in, man? you waking me up at four in the morning to come down here for this shit. Yeah. Like the cop was kind of mad. They ended up just letting us all go. No one got charges. Everyone. Like, I think these two cops were just really mad that we yeah. we're throwing parties. Cause they, cause they have to go over there every weekend. Yeah. And I think yeah. they made up the stabbing thing to let us know like, Hey, you can't be doing this. This is serious stuff. We end up going home like seven, eight in the morning. By the time we let us go, my house is destroyed because yeah. of the party. But yeah, I'll never forget that man. I look now as an adult. I look back. I'm like, dude, you can't have kids on a keg in your closet. <laughs> like that's easy. Yeah. I could have gone to jail for that. <laughs> yeah. Or plus all the alcohol, the drunk people, the the beating next door. Like I, they could have found a way to tie me to that, even though I had no idea about yeah. it. Yeah. So I just look back and I'm like, God, man, like what a crazy life we've lived. Yeah,
1: bro. <laughs> and it's crazy to think about, dude. Because like honestly, like. How many parties did we throw? Oh, way like, too many, bro. I
0: like, remember having three. Remember you mentioned the four things? Yeah. I remember only knowing about three parties and being worried that it wasn't enough. Yeah. I'm like, dude, we need like we only have three. Well, we better hope they pan out, like, <laughs> bro. Okay, and you know what? And I'm not
1: and I'm not trying and I'm not trying to, Lloyd. I just want to say we had ha, like four going away parties for Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He still doesn't go away, man. <laughs> the guy still comes back. He still comes back every time. <laughs> Shout out, Lloyd, man. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, th- We if there was any reason to throw a party, we'd find a way. Yeah. Oh, new job, party.
1: Yeah. You got fired, party. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, it was, it's it's just crazy, especially, like, looking back at it now, dude. Like, you, like I'm just getting all kinds of memories, like, just when we were younger, man. It was honestly
0: right out of high school, dude. Right, yeah. like, uh, like, right out of high school was when we were the craziest. The social what comes from parties is the social part. The alcohol ends up. Co- my first party ever, I didn't. I wasn't thinking about. I don't think I drank at all. My first party. Yeah. I was just excited, like I played basketball and I'm like, I get to meet girls and people and stuff. And yeah. Obviously, you drink some alcohol and then it becomes that. But the, for whatever reason, like that during high school and then to a few years after it, the social standing you have with people kind of matters. Yeah. And then you can mature and it still matters a little. Like I care if people think i'm annoying or not but not enough to let it ruin my day oh yeah right and i definitely don't care like i can go out and not drink and feel good and i can go out and drink and feel good too and have better boundaries yeah but there's something about those years where it was like it was you just had to get wild and the wilder it was the cooler the the stories and obviously we're telling some other cool yeah the wilder it was the the cooler the story and just like the repercussions oh man i am so glad i didn't ever get like in trouble i mean i got in trouble a few times but nothing long-lasting man yeah bro like i mean you had three kids on a keg bro (laughs) (laughs) that's a pretty bad like image man like it was even i must have been on 19 or 20 at the time yeah even me like in my head like i related to the cops like when i and i would been drinking all night and as soon as i saw that i'm like i get it like i I was on their side i'm like i'd arrest me too man man i had no i had no response man this is rough yeah oh my god where are your parents so it's <laughs> an, an ugly picture here. I didn't even try to explain Wonder it. whose house this is. No, the, I was the, kidding. the benefit was the parent ended up being one of the people that got arrested. Yeah, that's not a benefit. <laughs> the, the benefit is that their parents were there and he got to explain to them like, hey, those are my kids who were here earlier. Yeah. He got to take care of that part. So I didn't have to worry about it. Um, so, yeah, dude, safe. That's, that's a bad that's a bad look, man. That's probably the, the, not even in my top 10 craziest things that's happened in my life. And that's a wild story, man. I know to arrest that many people, dude. And some of the people listening to the podcast were there that day. They, yeah. They, they yeah. also, a few Many of them got people, arrested. Ember and cherry. Mm-hmm. We were the three in my car. Yeah. Like, you know, they took us in threes. Yeah, It was us three. So we, I was with those two the whole night. Like obviously when they put us in the room, it was all of us. But yeah, so th- I know they'll remember that story for sure. But it's just wild, man. Like I, like, it's just wild to look back on it and to think like, I'm um, Do you have a question for you? Because you're, you're DJing, you're kind of in that scene a little bit, but you're obviously not the same person. Yeah. Do you ever get caught up or do you kind of like have better boundaries now that you're older? Honestly, um, I have a lot better boundaries. Like I will say that there are
1: nights, man, um, that me and uh, Neo, who's the DJ I DJ with Mm -hmm. a lot now, um, that we just kind of let loose, like, you know, and, and, you know, and we will, we'll get back. Like we, like we'll drink and we'll, and we'll go crazy. And, but I mean, but, but even like as I'm drunk, like
0: I still know like, okay, can't do this. I can't do that. You know what I mean? Well, some people just aren't, you're not wild. Like even when you drink a little, I yeah. see you pretty like yeah. drinking a lot. And some people go, they, they should not drink or drink way less. Oh, yeah. But you seem like you're like, you have the type of personality that if you get, if you over drink, you're probably like, Hey, someone take me home or I'm going to Uber it. Like and you kind of just chill. I don't see you yeah. picking a fight. Yeah, or I chill.
1: Like... I chill. I don't pick fights or anything like that. But I will say that like I'm a lot more social. Like I'm like drinking? yeah, oh because, yeah, because because like that's one thing about me is that I'm not like out there and I don't like go and talk to everybody. But I'm super social when yeah. I when I drink. Like I'm like like hey, it's good to see you. And then I we sit here and I talk for twenty minutes and run back and go change the song real quick and then go back, go back. to the conversation because. <laughs> Cause you know, like I'm caught up in a conversation that I probably shouldn't be having while I'm DJing, you know, but anyways, yeah, there's but, no rules, man. Yeah. <laughs> you run the show, do whatever you want. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, no, like I will say that, like I, uh, compared to what we used to be, man, um, compared to like how things used to be like with, with like, you know, I, I'm, when I look back at partying, bro, I think of like days, like when we used to go to waters and we used to go to J
0: town and Dude, we used people to people don't, don't know about, they don't know about that. Cause that stopped pretty quickly. afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then so for sure the like the the generation after us don't know at all. At all, that was the thing to do. That was Let, let's set the stage for people that don't know. If you were what remotely looked like you could, yeah, kind of be tw- 18, not 18, even twenty you could go. So I remember going at like sixteen. Yeah, um, and you. You, I think I remember needing an ID saying I was eighteen, so I used my brother's. Yeah, but they—I could have given him an ID of like a, a anybody a house cat, and they didn't care. As long like, as it said you're twenty, they didn't care.
1: As long as it said that that you were of some sort of age that's l- like legal to drink, they would let you. Yeah. And then the crazy part is, you know, I tell this story to people because like there are people who absolutely don't know anything about uh, partying, you know, like a tequila derby mm-hmm. or like things like that, bro. And I was like, yeah, dude, I remember, you know, here we run up one hundred and fifty dollar tabs, and you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. and in Mexico, we would drink four times the amount that we drink here, and we paid five dollars at the
0: door, and and then tips, right? Yeah, if you and want, tips. if you, that was the only, I remember is five dollars, like drink to drown kind yeah. of thing. Um, but if you're at the bar, I mean, you might luck out and get someone to order, but if yeah. there's three people in front of you and you have like a little cashier, they'll jump oh, over yeah. them to they get ju- you they, exactly. So you're right, the minus whatever you tipped, which yeah. isn't that much, you could it, literally it was, tip them a dollar or two. Yeah, and they'll they'll appreciate that. But yeah, you. Just Get hammered, bro. Remember the hammered. flaming doc? That was my first ever yeah. flaming Dr. Pepper, yeah. It was the like, fla- like,
1: and then I just remember, dude, like, like here it's like a two drink limit, so it's like you yeah,
0: have your two drinks oh, over yeah. there,
1: you can have 15 drinks in your hands. Remember, there the, would be
0: round the, tables with empty bottles, yeah. So people would just, yeah, kind of like throw them all there, and I just, just covered with them.
1: And I just remember, like, for like, because I was so young, dude. Um, then I started drinking. Coronas I had no idea that Coronas existed I only knew that Coronitas existed Cause those that's all yeah, cause that's all it. they had in Mexico <laughs> You know what I mean like cause that's all they had In Mexico like that's all I was aware of was What yep. they drank in Mexico so I didn't even know if they had Bigger bottles of Corona because in Mexico You would carry 17 Coronitas to Your table yep. and then like somebody else Is carrying 15 of those blue Shots that they made with the carnation Milk I don't know what it was that like they just Always like Do You remember the Incredible Hulks
0: oh yeah Bro those are really good
1: dude like and And it's crazy like like thinking about it, it's like Man, I really wish I can go back to like to J Town and you know and spend yeah, five dollars.
0: How much money do you think that city lost when we stopped going over there? A lot. A lot. Because right. because what
1: I came to the conclusion of, man, is that all those bars were just cover ups. Like I came to that conclusion. That, That's a good point. That all those I bars just, that. that all those bars just cover ups. Because because up. That's when we do our business. Because if, think, because if you think about it, bro, they were giving away alcohol. Yeah. You paid five dollars at the door to give away alcohol, but, but cops wouldn't go in there. They wouldn't go into these bars, so they don't know what they're charging. They
0: don't know anything. They just yeah. you paid five dollars, and they were giving you. They loans. would wait right outside of them. Though. Yeah, I got arrested there. Yeah, do you know that? No, I did not he know that. Me and Stefan got arrested in Wadis We went to the Wadis jail. Oh shit! Um, and it wasn't even a derby night, but it was it was during that same time frame when everyone was going. Yeah. Stefan wanted to get contact lenses, and they're really hard to find. Oh yeah, unless they Stefan was all about
1: that, all about that contact he lens had, like, stuff. He wanted You're
0: either like, white or black yeah. or something, and they had them there, and they're like five bucks. He's like, "Let's go!" And it was middle of the day. And so we go there and we tell the guy, um, what he wanted. And he's like, all right, I'm going to make them for you. Give me like 30 minutes and then come get them. Yeah. Um, and then, so we walk out and then Stefan's bright idea. I was like, so what do we do? He's like, let's go get some beers. And I'm like, well, like, should we go to a bar? Should we go to the Derby? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, no, we'll just go to the gas station. You can just walk around and drink here. They don't care. And I didn't know. I was like yeah. young. And so I'm like, all right, they don't really care about much here. So maybe. You can't walk around with alcohol in public. I didn't know that. I just listened to him. He had been there more times than me. So we go to Walgreens. We buy two 40s and a brown bag, just like in the movies. We literally get two steps outside. I think I took a drink of it. And then, policia, policia. They threw us against the wall. And I have no idea what they're saying. And they're like asking for money. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't like, we just spent it all in there and on these 40s. And they take our 40s, they throw us in the back of a it's literally this one of the smallest trucks I've ever seen. It was like the size of an S10. Yeah. With a camper on it. Yeah. And they throw us back in the back. There of the camper. With all these other guys mm-hmm. that are drunk, which apparently drinking during a day is a huge thing there. Yeah. It's like midday. They throw us in there. There's literally like 15 of us in the back of this truck. None of them spoke English. One guy ends up speaking English and Spanish. Mm-hmm. And he, he's the one at he's telling, Hey, if you give me some money, I'll get shot you. Out of here. I'm like, what is up? Like we're just kids. And we're like, dude, we don't have money, dude. Like, what do you want? He's like, just tell these guys that you have money. We're offering them credit cards, jewelry, everything. They wouldn't take it. They end up throwing a guy back there with us who was kind of drunk. Yeah. And then something happened. They open the door. They start talking to him in Spanish. And that dude in the back gets in the cop's face. Mm-hmm. And he was like, whatever, in Spanish, cussing at him and whatever. yelling at him. And then the cops go like, all right. And they let him go. And then so we're like, what? And the guy translated like, hey, they just found a bunch of cocaine in that guy's car. And the cop said, what are you doing with this cocaine? And the guy told the cops, like, if you don't let me out of here, like, you're fucking dead. Yeah. And, and told him something and the cops let him go. So then we were like, we'll fucking kill you. Like to the cops. <laughs> 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 It's just not a good idea. We're like, if that's how it works around here, we're like, we're part of this huge American family, man. Like, you don't let us go. And they're like, we don't, we don't speak English. They had no effect. They ended up taking us to jail. Oh, here's how we get out. They didn't take my cell phone for me. So while in the back of the S10 truck, I call my brother. Uh, and he doesn't answer because when you call from Mexico, it It, shows up as a weird number. Yeah. And I kept calling him. Finally, he answered. He was at a basketball game and I'm like, Hey, me and Stefan are arrested in Mexico. He thought we were kidding. Yeah. Hangs up. I'm like, no, I call him back. And he answers again. I said, Colin, I swear to God, I'm like our family's graves. Like you need to come get me. We're in the back of a truck. We're going to jail. And he goes, what? And he, he rounds up uh, a girl I was dating at the time and he gets money from all of our friends. Uh Um, and he. The girl was dating at the time's brother lived in Watis. Yeah. So they met up with him. We spent like like a half day in there, man. Almost like twelve hours, whatever it ended up being. And they they came and and got us out, man. That's wild. Um, and we we never I never went back ever again after. Yeah. That. No, I but wouldn't out, either. Yeah, it was wild. And in there we had a plan that Steph would take turns sleeping. And Stefan, I was like, you sleep, I'll watch you, like military style. Yeah. And then Stefan goes, all right, you go to sleep first, and and then um i'll wake you up in like two hours so it's like cool yeah i go to bed i wake up and he's passed out next to me we're in the middle of like a it's a literally a a, there's roaches on the floor it's a room with bars and then just people everywhere all of them spoke spanish singing in spanish the whole night and we're like oh my god and i wake up and he's sleeping right next to me so get up bro i could have got killed man like what the fuck I was so mad. I was like, "You're the worst cellmate ever. You're the, you're the worst lookout ever." And, and these, these, I could say Mexican dudes, not be racist because they're literally in Mexico, literally Mexicans. These Mexican dudes fucked with Stefan the whole. They kept playing pranks on him. They end up getting him a Mountain Dew. They go, "You want, you want Mountain Dew?" And I looked at him like, "He, not, come on, we're not giving us Mountain Dew in jail." And He goes, "Oh, like sure." And he takes a drink and they all go ah, and they start laughing. And the other guys like, dude, they got it from like the toilet, like oh, bro. <laughs> they, they, every little they did like three things to him, and they, they just kept fucking with him. And he's like, God damn it, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Stefan. He's like, why are you telling this story? <laughs> but yeah, they just kept messing with him. And, and when we got out there, they, they ended up keeping my phone. Ran, ran up like a three thousand. So they stole my phone from me. Yeah, they ran up like three thousand dollars in international charges. I had to Shit. put a claim with Verizon. It was wild. I just never went back, man.
1: bro. Okay. So the closest story that I've ever gotten to getting arrested in Mexico was, um, so it was the last Thursday, what everybody called it. The last Thursday, it was a night, it was the Thursday, the day before, like they were saying the bloodbath was going to happen where like the next day, like literally like 180 people were shot in Juarez Jeez. and killed. Um, so it was like the last Thursday, like they were setting rules. They're like, you know what? You're going to need a passport, all this other stuff to go to Mexico from here on out. So everyone was like, Oh, we're just going to go to Juarez tonight you know like one final time yeah one final time it was the last thursday that's what they called it like i said we all went and party to mexico dude crazy like like it was the craziest party i'd ever been to in my yeah. life ever and was it it at the derby it was at the derby yeah. and so everybody was wasted everybody you know and I, I i'm trying to hook up with people everybody's trying to hook up with people Ever like i'm telling you dude it was wild it was wild and um cameron uh fisher I don't. I don't know if you know Cameron Fisher. I don't think so. Um, But anyways, uh, he. He was super drunk, and Cameron was one of those guys that like new cell phone came out, he had it. Knew this, he had it. Like he Mm -hmm. he didn't like wasn't flashy, but he always dressed super like super like you can tell that you know he put money into everything that he did. Well. We're we're there, dude, and we're hammered, bro. Like fucking hammered. Like beyond like any drunk that I can like <laughs> like like just it was yeah. it was it was bad. But like I mean, you know, like we were expecting it, you know? And then so Cameron runs inside and he's like, Bro, I just got jumped by cops. <laughs> and I said, No, you didn't. He's like, They stole my phone, they stole my wallet, they stole everything. I was like, there's no fucking way, dude. And like and I was like, bro, you're just drunk. And then, like, he started drinking more. He was all pissed off. So, we're like, let's just take shots, blah, blah, blah. Like, so the night's That's over.
0: A, what are you going to do? That's yeah. a tough spot, bro. Yeah.
1: And so, I was like, you know, what? let's just keep taking shots, blah, blah, blah. And the night's over, people are passed out in the bathroom. There was a girl, like, with her boobs hanging out, laying on the bar. Like, it was like, <laughs> so like it, a movie scene. It, it was much. like crazy, bro. And then, so we're going out. I have Cameron over my shoulders. Like, like, you know, I'm I'm holding because he's all fucked up. Yeah. We're getting to the border. You know that little that little thing that counts you? Yep. Like, before you hit the bridge. And and so I like was getting there and I was like about to push in, and all of a sudden I get punched in the face.
0: <laughs> while and, you're holding your boy. Yeah, while
1: I'm holding my boy. <laughs> and so I don't even think twice about it. You know, this is the point where we're all fighters. Yeah. So like I don't even think twice about it. I just turn, and I just lay somebody out, bro. It was a cop. A cop that had jumped Cameron, one of the cops that had jumped Cameron, went back to get Cameron to arrest him,
0: oh, Jesus. That's and so a...
1: I had punched the cop and laid him out. Well, they had grabbed Cameron from me because there was two of them. And I just see the other one start running toward me, and I was like, oh my god, dude, i'm not I'm not going to jail. Like and so I took off, bro. like I went through the thing. Mm-hmm. like, and there was like I, I I know that there was at least one cop chasing me, yeah, right. I don't know how many cops chased me. I just know I I'm went sure through some the, of them stopped to yeah, help that guy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I went through the ticker thing and I'm booking it, bro. I'm booking it. Bro, I'm just getting and back to all, America. And, See, and people that, don't know how crazy was, you're literally fight. Like you're yeah. trying to, cause you might die if bro, you stay there, bro. And so I just remember God, like bless. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, how there's, you, know, you said... know how there's beggars on the bridge. Yes. How there were a ton of beggars on the bridge. Like, you know, they would wait for you to bro. I just remember seeing them and I just emptied out my pockets. Like running, I emptied out my pockets right in front of them, hoping that they would get in the way of the cop. Dude, yeah. I was so scared. My mind was like, bro, I'm going to get arrested. I'm going to yeah. get arrested. I'm going to I'm going to die. So, where's Mexico. your boy in all this? So, so <laughs> don't think I so forgot they, about So they so they <laughs> grabbed. So I make it across the bridge, bro. I get across it and and even that line, bro. Yeah. I didn't give a fuck about that line, bro. I ran. I kept running all the way to the checkpoint, bro. As soon as I got to where other people were, yeah. that I knew that these, that if these cops were to grab me,
0: I'd rather get arrested. Yeah, I would America. rather get
1: arrested in America and yeah. that have like, have the border patrol be like, what's going on. You yeah. know what I mean? And save me because they can't arrest me in America. So I want to make sure I was around people. So like I got there. Well, it turns out they were taking um, Cameron to the police vehicle or like whatever, whatever was, I didn't see it. hmm um, and it, with, there was a girl with us. I'm not going to say her name because, you know, obviously like I haven't talked to her in mm-hmm. years, so I don't know. Um, but I guess what they had said, I don't, honestly, bro, I don't know who this girl knew in Mexico, but she was always in Mexico. Yeah, She was always in Mexico. She was like, you know, very, like very well taken care of very like, you know what I mean? She might've had
0: some connections there.
1: Yeah, bro. Well, like they said, um, because we were with the big group of people, mm-hmm. you know, I took off running the group stayed behind, you know, like worried about Cameron.
0: Oh, that makes sense. So you didn't just leave your boy there. Yeah. you were yeah. in a group. Yeah, we were we were in a group. Yeah, I, I
1: didn't just leave Cameron, guys. Uh, <laughs> Did
0: you okay. see my concern? I'm like, what yeah. happened to Cameron?
1: <laughs> you left him by himself. No, we were with the group of like of like 15 people. Bro. Got you. Um, yeah, it was uh, is with Cameron. We were with like uh, this guy Carlos Espinosa. We were with Hector. I know Crespo. Carlos. Yeah, we were with Hector no, Crespo, I know Sean Hector. Weatherill. No Sean. Uh, remember Crazy Bitch Nikki Vasanco or whatever. Oh, name so is. I, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes that's what we called her we called her crazy bitch she called herself crazy bitch okay um that's why i didn't pick up yeah yeah yeah. so um so anyways so they stayed behind Mm -hmm. you know and uh and i guess uh that girl had gone to the cops and they said that they were putting cameron in the car and that she walked up to the cops and whatever she told them they handed cameron over like they were like nah like we're not even worried about this like And to this day, I don't know what she said to the cop, but like, that's the first thing that came to mind was that you're like this guy threatened a cop, you know, but this girl, like, like super pretty girl, like, like suit, like, I don't know who she knew in Mexico or what she She knew about, but she knew somebody, but they have that much. Yeah. They handed
0: him over. Like, I wonder if the cops robbed him and then thought if this guy goes back and tells the people on that side. Yeah. That that happened. They can investigate us. We don't want that. Let's just arrest him. Maybe. And Maybe that's probably it's, why they came it's back very the possible
1: because, like you know, because I, I will say this: like Cameron told us, like yeah, that was those are the cops that arrest, that that beat me up, yeah, that stole my stuff. Um, afterward, anyways, because let me tell you, once I was in America, they came too. They were all they were all with us in America. We all met up back yeah. together. I waited at the end of the bridge, and we all came back to, you know, after that, and we had an after party. Yeah. At Sean's house, we still partied So the afterward. night went on. So the night went what on. An dude.
0: awesome story though. <laughs> yeah, dude.
1: We had like and you know, and Cameron was was hammered, bro. But it was fun, dude. Like it was fun. Like just stories like that, bro. Like I just think about like how wild we were, like in and, and you definitely
0: don't think of the consequences, which is in this case was a good thing, right? Yeah. Because you got away. Like, yeah. Maybe, maybe if you don't do that, maybe oh, yeah. they get you, right? but it, it's great. It always makes me think of like what I would do with my same mindset. Like if time travel was a real thing and I can go back in time, but somehow keep my same mindset. Yeah. I'm not sure that'd be very productive. I think you need to be a little wild to make it through those years, man. Yeah, Cause it's like the, some of the stuff I'm like, they, they, they build character. I know it sounds bad, but that's not the moral <laughs> of the story. And I'm not telling kids to go out and do this, but like looking back, you can learn this, you know what yeah. I mean? You can learn from it or you can like, these are like, stories where there's like a, a moral behind it where you're like all right this is why you shouldn't do this stuff don't but punch also police officers yeah but also this was life then you know what i yeah. mean that was the thing to do and i so many reckless times where i are getting arrested that day or just stuff like that man it's like it, it's wild to look back and be like how am i not a felon you yeah know, like how like did i not get stabbed or shot you know what I mean? or killed or die in mexico yeah dude are wild stuff i've been beat up at parties man but then i look back and i'm like I'm severely outnumbered man those guys could have yeah. really jacked me up yeah like i don't know why was i and i picked the fight sometimes <laughs> like, what was i thinking <laughs> man it's just wild to think back some people were at a different level though do you know andrew Matillo? yeah oh Montijo. yeah yeah bro he uh he, i haven't seen him in a while but he had came into town he was on leave or something yeah and we had gone to this bonfire and this is when i when we're doing fighting so i was like Totally in fighter mindset. Yeah. If someone did something stupid, I was ready to go right. win or lose, regardless of how good I was. The, the mindset was just go for it. Yeah. And, um, we're at a bonfire one day. We're heavily outnumbered. Um, uh, it was me, Matillo and my brother and some guy was trying to beat up my brother. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, we'll fight him. And then he had 10 friends in my head. I'm like, dude, we'll just fight them all." Yeah. That's just how I was getting down. And one guy swung at my brother missed. I was like, ready. He, and Matillo saw it in my eye. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, Will's going to go at these dudes. And he came up to me and he like calmed me down. And he was just on a whole nother level yeah. than me. At this time, he'd probably been through like, he ended up being a ranger or something. Yeah. So he'd probably been through tons of training. And he said, Will, trust me, this isn't worth it. We're heavily outnumbered. We got to be smart about this. And I was like, these guys are going to get us if we don't get them. He's like, if that's the case, we'll fight back. But trust me, man, going at him like this isn't going to work. Yeah. Trust me. this is what I want you to do. You're going to watch those three. I'm going to watch these three. Colin, you're going to watch these three. And just monitor him for the night. They're not messing with us, but maybe they're plotting. Maybe yeah. they are. So keep an eye on your three. Don't look at my, you know I mean? He yeah. was so, and I'm like, he, had a, he a was on strategy a different level. Yeah. yeah, and he was just like, this is how it'll go down. And and I I didn't rush in. I'm like, calm. I actually had fun that night. I met a few people. Like, we, it was a bonfire. We partied. Yeah. Nothing happened. And, and I watched my people. They did try to make some moves, but then realized we were onto it. And it was just calm. And I look back, and I'm like, God, he was so ahead. So he must be even more intelligent now. Yeah, Because he was so ahead. He was just on a more mature level of like, Hey, man, I get it. You have to fight sometimes, but this is a losing fight. Will yeah. don't let your ego get you into this fight. You yeah. may take the first guy down, but there's no way you're beating up the next nine. You know what I mean? And he's like, yeah, bro. Yeah. And so and he's going to have my back. And so he's probably like, I don't want to be fighting. I'm out number two. All of us are. So it's just crazy. Like some people like that kind of had it earlier, but I mm-hmm. did it. There's a time in my life. I was getting jumped. a lot. I was fighting every weekend to the point where my work when i worked at the call center Mm -hmm. like what do you do on your weekends i was coming up with (laughs) black eyes like bloody knuckles like will people would tell stories because i party with some of these guys from work they're like one guy ran me over with his jeep and so i i punched him in the face they got out one guy shot a shot me and lloyd got it was a crazy thing that story went around and you know when a story that crazy happens it gets a little bit crazier yeah, yeah so by the time it got back to me they're like will like beat up 10 dudes. who And then so, he got, he got hit by a Jeep. The dude ran over my pant leg. When, yeah. And so he did, but it, it, they told the story as if some dude plowed me over with a
1: Jeep, but you got plowed and then you got up, you got shot three times. Yes. It was beat so up dramatic. 10 dude's Lloyd, like got stabbed. Remember that one time that they were that, that I don't know who was that stabbed Lloyd. I, and I, then I'll, like on I'll social never, media, I'll never forget that. Name. It was <laughs> like, it was like RIP Lloyd. And I, we we're like, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Do what? Do you know something I don't? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it, that, that was another wild night, man. As people listening I'm like, these guys live a crazy life. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, New Year's. It was a yeah. New Year's party we threw at the house when I was living with them. Yeah. At the, or actually, I wasn't living with them at the time. I'm part of the reason he got into that fight. And, um, but it, not really. Here's what happened. Again, Ember. I used to hang out with Ember a lot. I think it was Ember that night. Yeah. Someone had spilled a drink on her. There's this one drunk guy there. Mm-hmm. And then some, I guess that guy bumped into her, spilled her drink. She went and told Lloyd because it was his house. Like, hey, just, you know, this drunk guy. So Lloyd already had this thing, like, all right, I'll watch out for this guy. So he was already mad because Ember is one of his good friends. Yeah. And then I was dating a girl at the time and we're outside arguing. And that guy was chiming in, hey, man, you don't need him. Come with me, girl. And I'm like, hey, man, like, mind your business, you know? Yeah. And we're arguing about whatever our age argued about alcohol, yeah. something. Yeah. Maybe I talked to a girl. I have no idea. But we're just arguing. I was like, hey, like, just listen to me. And she's fighting. And he goes, girl come get some of this this d you know he's saying all this stuff and i'm like <sighs> he was bigger than me yeah and you know what i mean and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna let lloyd know because lloyd, yeah. like, lloyd is way bigger than yeah. me and, we're all and, fighting at and the lloyd time. and
1: you know we we're we were all fighters at the time bro but
0: lloyd was like the fighter you don't want to fight that. he yeah people he caused us to not be in a lot of fights because people saw him like never mind it's yeah. so like honestly when i went to tell him it was i was hope not hoping that he would go do anything i was honestly hoping. He was scared of the guy, which he did. Lloyd would do that all the time. So I went over to Lloyd. I was like, hey, and Lloyd was already pissed. I didn't know that. And so I was like, hey, man, there's this guy. He's like trying to tell my girl to come get some of his D and like, screw that guy. And Lloyd goes, that guy? He doesn't say anything to me. And I found out later on that he'd already had that other incident had already happened. But Lloyd goes up to kick him out, not even like trying to fight him. That dude gets aggressive with Lloyd. And Lloyd just shoves him. Remember how the, it was like three stairs. It was a trailer. Yeah, on the trailer. Shoves him (laughs) down. Everyone floods outside. That's when the whole thing got, I don't, it wasn't the same guy. It might've been, I was right behind Lloyd and I saw the hand. That's why I don't see the person. I saw the hand wrap around and stab him right in the back. Yeah. And then big ass Lloyd falls on me. Lloyd's cousin ends up knocking dudes out with a rake. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. It was chaos. Full out brawl. Hector's hitting people. Rocks are getting thrown. It was wild. And then, yep, they come. And I remember thinking, I thought he might die, man. We were like holding his wound and he was bleeding everywhere. And I was like, oh my God. And then. Took him to the hospital. I remember there's an investigator there that night that interviewed us. Mm-hmm. And I, being drunk and young and dumb, I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill that guy. And then they're like, dude, you know I'm like a cop, right? You like, know you know I'm literally. Yeah. And he goes, if that guy ends up dead, you're the first person I'm coming for. I'm like, good. Because it'd be me if it happens. I was all drunk. I think I was still sipping. Like, I was like 19 years old. Good. Because I'm going to be the one. Like, And then later, looking back, I'm like, dude, what am I an idiot, dude? I didn't. I was never going to do that. I was just so caught so up in the moment. So hyped. And so, yeah. yeah. But I'm like, well, what a bright idea. Tell the investigator. you're Tell, did tell it. the cop, the guy who's the guy who can get you in trouble. Yeah. Just give him your plan now. <laughs> so he doesn't even have to interview you. But it's wild, man. Yeah. I'll never forget that. What a crazy, crazy night. Man. See what I'm saying? See, we, guys. <laughs> see. When we said earlier, we should be arrested, arrested or hurt, hurt or something. Or man. dead. Something. Or, yeah. But I'm glad we're not. I'm glad you're not. Uh, before I forget. So I was doing some research. I kind of want to get your uh, your take on this. So I was uh, I was doing some research because I wanted to hear your new song and, and uh, I wanted to see what other music you did. Yeah. Um, And so, I don't know if you know this, but there's actually another Robbie out there. Yeah. Have you seen his stuff? Yeah, it pissed me off. So so I wanted to play you a little bit. I don't know if you see this one. Let me see. Hold so on. I, I, And I want to get, I'm only going to play all of it, but I okay. found this and I was like, I clicked on it and I'll, I'm not even going to give you my opinion. Let's just, right, let's let's just listen it. to a few, a little bit of it. I'll stop. It. I, I have a bunch of people that are always like, like, and I hey, want the people to vote who the better Robbie is. All right, let's see. Is that here in town? <laughs> no, no. Okay, I'll stop it after the hook. All right. Okay, Danny boy, Robbie. That's
1: Dang. not you. That
0: boy is Benny Hanna. Gotta get the dough. Gotta get the dough. Soon as I hit the dough, as I hit the dough. I'll be like what up though what up though watch it back cuz they cut though they cut though <laughs> got to get the dough got to get the dough soon as I hit the dough as I hit the dough I'll be like if he what up though with funny up, I'm changing it watch your back cuz they stopping. cut <laughs> though they cut though I, I that's literally where I turned it off the first time <laughs> die I don't I don't want to clown this guy too much but got to get the dose. That's the why dough. I'm trying. Honestly, bro. That's when why I'm trying to the get these damn dough. check
1: marks on social media. <laughs> I have the check mark on Facebook. Okay. I'm trying to get the other ones. All right. Just so you know. I have the check mark on Spotify too.
0: <laughs> this guy, uh, he's, he's two months ago. And I think uh, he's got a total of uh, 13 subscribers. Yeah. So. so he's killing it. Killing it. He's on his way to you, man. Shh, man. <laughs> I'm a, I'm man. I saw that and I was like, oh my, dude, there's nothing I, more than more more than an artist producer i've done a bunch of stuff but i'm yes. a fan of music yeah and as a fan of music when this one big pet peeve that i have is when they do that they repeat the word over and over again mm-hmm. unless you're kendrick or a guy like that they can kind of make it like do it like in a methodical oh, yeah. poetic way what are you doing gotta get the dough What's the dough when i get the dough man i got the dough like it's just <laughs> like what do you like, what are you talking about at this point? So, when I heard that, I'm like, oh my God, I turned it off quick. Stop. And I was like, I gotta show Robbie this guy. Man, <laughs> no, he, 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 he has potential, man. The other Robbie, man. Had, the other shit. Robbie. So, if you yeah. ever fuck up a performance, like it was, it the was other that Robbie. guy. I don't know. Alter ego. That, dude, exactly. You should have like Rob, what comes after E? A, B, C, D, E, F. Rob yeah. F. Rob F. Is it weird that I had to do that? A, B, C, D, E?
1: No, because yeah, I have had, to do it sometimes too. You know yeah. how I
0: figure out the months? I go 9 11 and then I count from there. I know 9 is September. Yeah. So I'm like October, I'm like nine eleven plus one. Ten. It's ten. <laughs> but I always start like, from 9 I'm like, that's a lot of work, man. <laughs> you never do that? No, I, I go
1: January. I get you actually, start from I start at the beginning. Yeah, I I, I start go. from
0: nine because I know I know nine is September. Yeah. So whatever it is, I go September, October, November. So I go nine, ten, eleven. I start I just know
1: nine. that New Year's is one and Christmas is twelve. So somewhere between there is where we're at. <laughs>
0: How stupid are we? People <laughs> we like, Dude, these guys are idiots, man. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Do you, uh do you, so when I first met you, we were doing fighting. Did you, how long did you keep doing that for? Did you do it for uh, a while? I did it for about three years, man. Yeah. So I continued doing mm-hmm. it after, because we're at Martinez Inc. Yeah. Uh, I actually trained with his brother, Marty, who did yeah. Bone Crushers for a while. And then I trained with some other guy that wasn't involved with a company. He just kind of trained on his own. Yeah. Uh, I did it for about three years too, man. I had a few more fights after that. And then I just kind of like. They stopped paying us. Do you remember they used to pay us? Yeah. And they passed that law where you couldn't pay amateurs because these kids were just getting fucked up.
1: Yeah, bro. (laughs) Honestly, bro. And do you know what, man? Like honestly, like I'd being knocked out, bro, and and it was entirely okay with people watching was probably the one of the one of the worst feelings I ever had, bro. For you? you? Yeah.
0: Like like what do you mean? Like coming out of the the knockout, you were like seeing that everyone saw it?
1: Yeah, I was just like, man. Like I was like, I like I just got laid out, like, you know? Yeah. And I was ready to fight again. I was Done. Like
0: you know what I mean? Like it's weird it. for anyone who hasn't been knocked out or tapped out or put to sleep. Not tapped out. You it, it there it's just like a movie film. Yeah. Like if you were to cut it and then two hours later put the film back. Yeah. It is, that's literally how it feels. It feels like you're there and then all of a sudden you're there again, but something happened in yeah. between that you don't recall. It's a weird feeling, yeah.
1: Though. Yeah. Exactly. So yes. We've, we've we've been knocked out too. We we don't just win fights. We we've been knocked out too.
0: I've been knocked out and choked out. I'll never forget it. Ne- never in a fight, by the way. Um, I I got uh, I ended up fighting my very next fight. Um, after the first fight that we had at the Bucket of Blood tournament, mm-hmm. um, was in Silver City. Um, and the dude, I that was my first win. And it was, it was a DQ. The other guy got DQ. Yeah. He beat me up pretty bad. And, uh, and I, have, I have no problem saying this. You know what I mean? I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm humble. I don't, give, I don't give a damn about pride. I'll admit where I got beat. I was young. Yeah. And I was just learning. So I got beat up in my second fight and the guy dug his thumb in my belly button while he was mounted on top. Yeah. He was uh, doing wrist control and he kept doing the forearm to the face thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the ref, for whatever reason, was watching this hand up here. Uh-huh. And with his right hand, he dug his thumb in my belly button. And just started like digging it in there And I and the ref wouldn't see it And you know what I mean I had my mouthpiece on I couldn't quite get it to him And I dropped my hands Because it hurt yeah. And the dude bah, bah, And just knocked me out And so And I like and It wasn't a complete knockout I didn't go completely out yeah. But I kind of got up a little bit um, And I was bleeding I was bleeding oh, My belly button And the ref saw that And they ended up DQing the guy And so I got the win baby Why? Why? <laughs> I didn't even know
1: that was a thing.
0: Yeah. He he literally like, got his thumb and dug it in my belly button. See, bro. That's I just don't like thing. people. I don't like people touching my belly, bro. You bro, know what I mean? That is like, so painful. It's like you have no muscles in there, bro. <laughs> it's like, like, bro, a, like
1: I don't like people touching my belly. I can't imagine somebody. Oh, digging. it hurt,
0: dude. And I didn't even like, it, it wasn't even like. I mean, I counted it as a win, but I, I was just like, I was mad that it got knocked out. And it wasn't like I was doing well and that happened. He was for sure winning, which yeah. I don't know why he did it. Maybe he was getting frustrated because he couldn't quite he, couldn't the finish, he wanted. Yeah. yeah. And so he's like, dude, I don't have time for this. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, I'm like, and I remember going, thank God. And going back with my coaches after that fight, I was like, all right, I got to work on some stuff. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Because I, I was getting beat up before that even all happened. All right, I got to work on everything. Got to strengthen my belly button. <laughs> That's fucked <laughs> Every up, day dude. I'm going to put lint in there And just work it out slowly <laughs> So it gets nice and buff Yeah, there's there's no way for that But they, you would think that you would see something But he was belly to belly with me And he was just up here And I mean, granted, I don't That would I wonder if that would happen in like a high level fight No, because it would happen, no. right? Yeah Yeah, I think you So uh, you should respect your opponent You should be doing stuff like that That guy was just some Again, stupid kid that probably wanted to get some money Yeah And then, yeah, I remember them not paying anymore And then I was just like, ah, this isn't that much fun And so I stopped doing it after like I, liked, I trained for a while without fighting. Like mm-hmm. Even after that, I just kept training. It was a good way to stay in shape. I went out of high school, no more basketball. I was yeah. gaining some weight. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go hit the gym. And then when Lloyd was in town going to trade with the, those guys, train hard, man. Yeah. And so Billy Cologne, I trained with that guy. We, we trained with him at Martinez yeah. for a while. Uh, that guy was a good teacher, man. But I, I never loved it, you know what I mean? And so, do you, so how do you look? How many more times do you fight after that? Um, after I got knocked out, I never did. No? Yeah. Did you, did you train for a little yeah i trained, trained
1: I, I, I I trained. Like even I've trained up as recently like, recently as like
0: to like right before the pandemic hit. you know so what You you So you like training. a yeah. yeah. What do you get out of it? Since you're not training for a fight, like what a does it help a with? I mean, it just honestly,
1: like you stay in you You know what I mean? And you know, you like, you know you learn how you know yourself. You know what I mean? You learn how to defend yourself a a situation where you have to defend yourself you know mm-hmm. you're not just going out trying to pick fights. Um, and plus, dude, it's cool like learning from people who are like really fucking good. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's it's cool like learning new combos is cool. Like just learning like things that you didn't know. You mm-hmm. know, like stances and like you know and how to you know st- you know throw certain kicks after. Like you know, like yeah, like like just implementing so many different obstacles that I wouldn't normally do like ten years ago.
0: It goes back to what you were saying earlier about challenging yourself. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, it, whether it's at jobs or whatever, you just can't stay stagnant, right? You yeah. Could, you could tell you have that in you. We're like, all right, how else could I do this? And so, like, learning a new move or yeah. like getting a new belt or whatever it is, like some sort of progression towards something, it sounds like those are the kinds of things that you thrive in. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what but it is. Do you remember what you wanted to be when you were young? Like, did you have any clue that you'd be doing music? No. When I was younger, man, I, uh, dude, I wanted to be
1: a couple things. I wanted to be a, well, a firefighter, a lawyer, and then a doctor. But the doctor kind of went out of the way because I was like, yo, like, that's just, that's too much. Depends you know. what kind of doctor, though. But you see, like, I just always assumed all doctors
0: were the same. are up, yeah. up until I stopped wanting you're to be like, a doctor, you actually like, walk in like Gray's Anatomy. Like, yeah, like there's a there's there's an explosion a, in there. I'm out, a, mom. There's a doctor that does this. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> wait a minute, I don't want to do that. Why is that doctor doing oxy's, mom? Yeah, does it doesn't seem very
1: productive. <laughs> but you know, but then um, a lawyer, because like I mean, lawyers. Like I look at lawyers, I'm just like, dang, like their job is to like like basically convince people of shit, you know, yeah, you're I mean? a salesman. Yeah. You're, you're like, <laughs> you're, you're, a you're salesman salesman. of somebody's life, yeah. bro, you know, selling someone's freedom. Yeah. And then, um, you know, a firefighter, just cause like that shit's so challenging. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so cool. Like, I mean, it's cool, but it's like dangerous, but it's like, it it's just, it's just a unique profession, bro. Like your job is basically only to save people and to protect people's mm-hmm. well beings and their livelihoods. And, you know, and, um, basically to help. That's like your entire job is to help. Yeah. You know, obviously like there's other things that you have to do, but helping people is like the biggest part of being a firefighter, like in every aspect, you know, like you're helping um, people on the scene when they're injured or you're helping people in a fire, or you're helping people, uh, you know, like in the community, like, you know, like yeah. general and in, in community, like ser- community service type things. You know what I mean? Like just everything is all about helping people. Like you can't hate a firefighter, bro. Like why would you hate a firefighter? Like, I
0: mean, you could, if you're the husband of the wife who has that, Fucking calendar with all the dudes. Oh in the yeah. Overalls. Yeah. 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 That'd yeah, be the it was, one way. If my, my fiance had like a calendar, see, and she was always just like, God, put my fires out. See, I would never be Come on, on September.
1: That would never, that would never be my goal. I would never <laughs> want to be September. <laughs> you think they bro. still do
0: calendars? I don't shoots? know. Probably. That was like the thing, right? Yeah. The that firefighter was a calendar was yeah. like a big thing.
1: Yeah. They get the firefighters and put them in the, you
0: know, in the. I don't overalls. even remember the last time I saw a calendar that wasn't digital. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I will say this like, when I worked a desk job, I had that big calendar. It's in a front good point. Me, that like, comes the in a big handy. white one. I, I had know. one
0: for a while when I started the podcast, but it's it's too, I got that. Uh, did it send you a reminder for the podcast? Yeah, that yeah. was dope. Yeah, I was like, I barely set that up. I'm like, this is so much easier because I would forget. And then people, I would call people like, hey, are you, are you almost there? Yeah, like, dude, oh, I forgot. Like,
1: this thing, this thing like literally was like, oh shit. This thing was literally like, uh,
0: let's see here. Let's see what the tech said. So it's it a was, while he's pulling it up, it's a program where I, I kind of put him in and I don't have to remind him or give him any info. It says, uh, it it says
1: Hi, your appointment with Talk It Up Podcast on 4 15 at 630 p.m. has been accepted. Hi, please confirm your appointment with Talk It Up Podcast on 4 15 at 630. This
0: is Tuesday. Then today it's like, Hi, Robbie, your appointment with Talk It Up Podcast is coming up. Make changes. That's pretty. I didn't know. I knew the reminder and I knew the beginning one. I didn't know it would have you confirm. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And it happened on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, it good actually Tuesday. happened on Tuesday and that happened today, too.
0: Oh, cool. Nice. Uh, see, that works out because I don't want to have to track people down and like do all that stuff. And I want at least some heads up if someone can't come kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't know where this stuff will take me, man. I have a blast. I could care less like where it goes. I, dude, this is fun, man. It's a good, easy way to catch up with people. It's a good one-on-one conversations are way easier than when you're in a crowd. You can't like we would never be able to talk like yeah, that at all at a broken spoke or a place like that. You yeah. Know what
1: I mean? And I mean we had a little conversation last time that I
0: saw your broken spoke, but it was yeah. so loud. It was. it was. We still talked for a long time yeah. though. But that's see, we've known each other for long enough that you kinda can make the effort. But had I had you just been some person, maybe I do want to talk to you, but in a in a in a place like that, it's not the right. I'm like, all right, take care of man. Like you can't really like have a sit down like that. Yeah. But no, we did talk for a while and that was kind of cool. And I'm glad that you decided to come on, man, and and uh no, I'm glad that you're here, man. I, like I said, I don't know what will happen with all this stuff, but I, I thoroughly enjoy it, man. I have enough on my plate. I go to school. I work. I try to work out. I'm doing tons of other stuff, man. I have a life, and I don't have any kids yet, but that's going to come soon. Yeah. So if I can always have this be, like, my thing that I'm doing, I'm mixing with music every now and then, man. Um, I, I can live with that, man. Yeah,
1: dude. Yeah. Well, honestly, dude, congratulations on everything. Yeah, thanks, you. Especially, so. like, you know, like, your new house, you know, this— this honestly, bro, I'm actually very impressed with all this. Thanks. Like man. like it's like like not very many people have like a space where they can do
0: stuff like this, you I know. Mean, for sure I had a space. I bought the equipment over time. This is all like top notch stuff. And I didn't pay for any of it brand new. I got it all like from secondhand sellers yeah. and I didn't like I, I was patient. I just collected the stuff over the over the pandemic. Yeah. Because I knew I would do it again and I wanted to have like the four K camera, the, the better quality mics and stuff. Oh yeah. It's, and this microphone's amazing to be honest Yeah, and to get two of them man these are i think like four or five hundred dollar microphones yeah you can pay like 200 bucks for each of them That's or dope. around there. uh offer up use it um and they'll ship too So one of them came from like south carolina and one of them came from texas somewhere the people were super cool um told them what i was going to use it for and asked them for a discount it worked out good um before before we finish we should wrap this up because we did, did i could talk to you for like four hours <laughs> we really could um where can someone find your music? I'll link some of the stuff in the description. So if you send me links, I'll, it'll be in the description for you guys. Um, where can, are there still tickets for this event on May? Oh, uh, yes.
1: Are, uh, there's a few tables left. Um, we're selling everything by the table. April
0: uh, 7th, right? Yeah. Or,
1: uh, May 7th. May 7th. May Jesus, 7th, what's yeah. wrong with me? I literally, <laughs> I knew May 7th, but I said April. I don't yeah, know. Why. No, it's all good. Okay. So uh, May 7th, uh, we are bringing Baby Bash. I'll be performing as well as Brown Boy, then DJ Sana, Philip Israel. Um, There are a few tables left. I just actually went and checked on them earlier today. Uh, Tables are being sold, uh, groups of four, uh, starting at $300. And it does include your dinner, too. Uh, It just doesn't include alcoholic drinks. So it includes your seat and the dinner. And I mean, and the cool thing about it, the way that we have it set up is everybody's going to have a good view. It's going to be a top-notch production. Uh, The production company that we're bringing in, they're bringing in about $400,000 worth of equipment. Nice. So it's going to be like a, a nice setup. It's not, it's not going to be like just like your average everyday show or just a couple of lights, a couple of speakers. Like this is really like a concert, premium concert setup that we're doing. Um, like I said, uh, tickets uh, for groups of four start up at $300. Uh, for groups of six, anywhere from 350 to 450 All the front row tickets are sold out. Uh, the Broken Spoke patio is sold out. We also have uh, spots for sponsors as well. Uh we have a big sponsor already taken up, uh, but there are table sponsors as well, which include a banner and whatnot. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm actually really excited about this. Where can like, people go to get tickets? Um, it would be at the Amador Live. Amador Live, uh, it's at 302 South Main. Uh they're in control of everything right now. they do they have
0: to go to the store to get them? They they can call the restaurant. They can okay. call.
1: It's 575 541 five seven five five four one seven four one seven. Uh call that number. Uh Audrey will take care of you. And if uh, she does not answer, just leave a message for her and she'll get back to you guys. Um it's going to be fun, man. I'm actually really excited.
0: Hell, I'm excited for you, man. It's always cool to see someone local doing some great things and progressing and, and your hard work pays off, man. And then hearing what you said earlier about not being able to perform for a while, not only should this be a good show, it should be fun for you because yeah. you're, you're just jumping right back into yeah. something that you haven't got to do in a while. Yeah. Man. And
1: then I'm doing a lot. Like I said, I'm doing a lot of new music. Uh, there's a lot of new songs that I have. Are you going to perform new songs? Yeah, that I'm going to be never performing heard? new songs and then old songs. Um, and I try to make my performances fun. So I'm uh, getting like all the lighting packages, stuff like that. So I can do custom light shows and everything for all my songs. And if
0: someone time. wants to do, um, um, hire you as a DJ for an event or something like that, how do they reach out? to Um, you? they could contact me
1: at alter ego entertainment and M at com, Or you guys can find me on social media. All of my social media handles are the same. You look me up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, and I'll link them everything. all in the description. So it's go all. down in
0: the description down below. By the time yeah. this comes out, they'll be in the description. Yeah. Um, you can link up there, so they could just message you on social media yeah, on any social. Say, media. hey, I have this event. What can you do for me, kind of thing? Yeah, cool. Hit them up. I, I, you, you did my thirtieth birthday party. Yeah, uh, that was awesome, man. We, we had such a good blast. We had such a blast, man. A good time, and and it was amazing. So, um, God, I'm so proud of you, man. I'm excited appreciate to have it. you again. Appreciate let's have you on again soon. Does that sound good? Yeah, we're good, man. All right, my brother. All right, appreciate it, man. Up. Yep, thank you.
1: That was dope, bro.